Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Tornin. Hello. I am a five foot six inches tall wood elf. I am dressed mostly in brown and dark clothing, and I have a bow on my back. I am a level one ranger. Raincloud. Hi, I'm playing Raincloud. Raincloud is a about a six foot nine snow leopard tabaxi, um, dressed in minimal but very, very fine clothing with a rapier at his side. And Silva. Greetings, I am Silva. Given my beak, it's very difficult to pronounce what is commonly said as my race, but I'm an Aracocra. I stand average human height. I am merely 19, but I've seen a lot, and uh, I have wings and a beak. I am a bard, and I have, in my time, had to resort to being a spy. You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. I am sitting at the bar. Drinking something my last character would not be caught dead drinking beer. I'm leaning against the bar uh, in one the only sunbeam of light that is hitting the bar, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to engage in conversation with people, but I'm just feeling so sleepy right now. I was making my way to the bar, but I... Caught sight of my reflection in a mirror, and now I have to look at myself with each of my eyes over and over until I am satisfied. <laughs> and I thought I thought elves were narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raincloud does one of those things where his elbow slips out from under him, and he cracks his chin off the off the bar and wakes up with a start. Oh, oh, oh! I say, mm, I I appear to have dozed off. I say, chaps, anyone in the mood for a job? Oh. Yeah, I think it's something needs something to wake you up. Hmm, <laughs> indeed. I could go for some fresh air, stretch the wings. Absolutely, why not? All right, Rainclyde will approach the the message board and start having a look. He sees two job flyers. The first one says, "Are you up for a task of utmost secrecy? If so." Ask for the Son of the Moon at the Boar's Head Inn on Saturday at sundown. The second one says, Martin Cascolini, Duke of Ichi, is currently hiring one servant. Must be attractive. Everything in the Cascolini mansion is a work of art. Lodging and board is included. Pay 10 gold per month. And out of character for the players, that's about one and a half times the minimum wage, so it's not bad pay for a day job. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the choice between serving another person and intrigue, I think you all know which one Raincloud Moonglow would go for. I cannot give up my days as I am in the middle of writing a light operetta. And this would simply get in the way. Oh, I say, how is the operetta coming along? <laughs> it's going very well. I've decided which key it's going to be in. Oh, yes. So that's always a good start. I'm very excited to hear a, hear a sample from mm. it. All in good time, all in good time, all in good time. Yes. Don't rush him. Mm. After all, he won't be done until the fat lady sings, so... Ah. <laughs> I think you'll find that Lady Turkina, the diva I have my eye upon for the solo, 
is not fat. She is stout, robust, and gifted with fine lungs. <laughs> so what do you say, fellows? Uh, fancy a trip to the Boar's Head? It's, it's not an inn I'm familiar with. Yes, why not? They say you play the Boar's Head in twice in your career. Once on the way up, once on the way down. Let this be my first. Ooh, it sounds like my kind of place. Uh, can I just, could you read out the, the, job, the job listing one more time, please? Yes. The first one says, are you up for a task of utmost secrecy? If so, ask mm-hmm. for the sun of the moon at the Boar's Head Inn on Saturday at sundown. What day is this? And the what second. Time? It's Saturday and it's about 9 a.m. Okay, so we still have a ways to go. Yeah, there's plenty of time for a, a few naps in the interim. And I uh, do need to make sure that my feathers are all in order, so... Yes, yes, I, I think that is plenty of time. If I might be so bold, Silver, I think you're looking absolutely spiffing today. Is that, well, is that a, new f- a new feather wax you're using? It's a blend. I, uh, I've started Ooh. to make my own. I, I take the periodicals and they said that uh, homebrew is the finest. So, uh, yes, it's mainly beeswax and secretions from my own glands. <laughs> I say. It's good enough for ducks. That sounds like something you could market and sell. Oh, w- were there the hours in the day, my friend? Were there the hours? <laughs> okay. Well, you certainly have the glands for it. <laughs> One does one's best. Yeah. Uh, so do we know how far away the, the boar's head is? How long it's going to take to get there? Oh, yeah. A casual stroll around town would take you to the boar's head inn. You're familiar with the local bars just from wandering around, you know. As mm. you walked here today, you m- might have possibly walked past it. What's okay. the uh, what's the boar's head like? Do we know? Yeah, you know that the fox face inn is where the rich people go. That's the one on the cliff that overlooks the ocean. And the boar's head is kind of like mm, average people, you know. Like it's not, it's not a scary bar, but it's not the nice bar, you know. So we've got a, a day to kill, basically. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, um, it seems like uh, we have plenty of time at our disposal. Unfortunately, I'm particularly low on gold at the moment. Um, I've I've been having quite a bad run of it uh, on the dice tables recently, and uh, I had to pawn I had to pawn off my thieves' tools, which. I really, for, for, for a, um, a mission of the utmost importance and secrecy, it sounds like something that I, I, I could probably use. Does anyone got any ideas for how one might acquire such things uh, with, with no gold to speak of? Well, there's, there are ways. What? There are ways my character is considering. Well, were we to perhaps entertain the notion of playing at servants for the day, it might... Adus, I, uh, I have not put my spying skills to good use in a while, and as such, could be good to sharpen them in a mission of what would apparently be zero concern. Hmm. Yes, I, I, I like the plan, but they did say that they were looking for one servant for a month. Hmm. Maybe uh, three could get the job done in one day. <laughs> very possibly. Yes, but they require you to be good-looking. Uh, well, that's a, that's a check for all of us, if I might be so bold. I fail to see the bump in the road on this one, my friend. Ooh. I may be an elf, but I'm not exactly the most attractive. Uh, my charisma is not high enough to make my character the most attractive-looking elf on Earth. 
you're an elf being hired by a human, you're still going to outwow them. Mm. Mm. True. I approach Tornin and I'm like, nonsense, nonsense. And I start kind of like ruffling him up a bit and kind of straighten his collar and like <laughs> doing his hair. And I'm like, yes, you look wonderful, wonderful. Better than any human. Uh, Silver um, produces a modest secretion and gives him a, uh, a no, side I parting. Back I back up at that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, don't mind if I do. And Raincloud takes it and he starts, he starts rubbing it into his whiskers. Oh, oh, that is some fine beeswax. <laughs> There's something to it, isn't there? It's, uh, because it sounds like it's going to be good, and then it turns out to be excellent. That's the that's the difference. yes. And what is the what is the aroma I'm getting from those secretions? Is is that is that grain, corn? I don't know, but I would stay away from large crowds of pigeons for the next half an hour till that eases off a touch. You might find yourself <laughs> amorously advanced upon by a flock. Sage advice. <laughs> Well, this is proving to be interesting. Um, okay, uh, so would um, would Raincloud know anyone in the local area who might be able to provide thieves' tools that he could maybe convince uh, to get get the, get them on like layaway or whatever? You seem really distressed by this. So, since you're at the bar with Nusi, the bartender, and she's overhearing everything, she pipes up. Uh, she's a level twenty retired tiefling druid adventurer mm. she's got white hair and uh, she's quite pretty and she's wearing a red like bell style dress where it it's wide at mm-hmm. the base so she says uh you can borrow a pair from the guild and she reaches behind the bar and gets a key and she goes over to the supply area and hands you a set of thieves tools the leather is old and hasn't been oiled recently it's starting to crack. It's not the best thieves' tool set ever, but it'll do. Cool. I'll rub some of the excess uh, beeswax and aricocra secretions out of my whiskers and rub them, rub them into the leather as I admire the handiwork. <laughs> okay. Well, there's another use for it. I had no idea. I am going to have to start bottling this. Indeed. Uh, very well, gentlemen. I, if it's all the same to you, I, I feel I think I might. Uh, 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 find a spot on the rug where that sunbeam is about to uh, arrive and uh, take my leave until maybe half an hour before sundown? I, uh, I wish to spend some time in the sky stretching my wings. Is there anything else that can be done around here, bro, until the evening? That's up to you. Tornin, you tell me what you do and I tell you how it happens. I guess I'm going out hunting. <laughs> All right. Tornin, roll a survival check. I guess Raincloud, roll a persuasion check. And can you clarify again what you were doing? I, I missed that, uh, Silva. I'm uh, just going to uh, have a fly around above the city. Nice. Just uh, okay. get the wind in the get the wind in the feathers. Yeah, do an athletics check. That's a twenty-one on persuasion. Oh, okay. There are some mm, halfling girls in the bar and they see the sleeping snow leopard and at first they're whispering you're asleep and you don't notice and then you're just so charismatic and adorable that they get some like little cat treats and <laughs> like mm. maybe a small piece of filet mignon that they order from the bar and they try to they don't know you're sentient and they try to like feed you and pet you <laughs> oh 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 
Oh, hello. Uh, and then you talk, and then they're a little embarrassed. <laughs> is that is that steak for me? <laughs> they hand you the steak. Hmm. <laughs> I, I wolf it down. Rain cloud mundo. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave you hanging out at the bar. <laughs> for Silva, who's flying through the air, what was your athletics check? It was 14. Okay, that's uh, pretty average. So you... Feel the wind through your feathers, and you're delighted by a lovely day spent in the clouds. You don't get pooped on by a bird, but you also don't get any, like, bonuses from feeling, like, after you've run and you feel all energized. You're just middle of the road, having a good day in the clouds. Nice. And Tornin, what was your survival roll? Okay, wow, that's very high. So you find one rabbit, and you're addressing the rabbit when a deer walks upon you. What a stupid deer. And then you get a whole deer. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing home dinner. All right. And by the time you've all done this, a few hours pass, and it is 5 p.m. on Saturday when you meet back up at the guild hall. I've brought meat. Well, well, that's a a fine thing. I've yet to eat if... uh... If, if you're willing to share, I will certainly stand us a round of ale to go with our dinner. Very well, I will do so. Silver immediately takes a chunk of uncooked meat, holds it <laughs> between his feet, and starts to just tear strips off of it. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, I guess. It's the only way, my boy, the only way. That's what I'm getting in, in these secretions. It's, uh, it's raw meat, raw meat, yes. Well, that play, that plays a large role in it, certainly. Mm. There's a lovely a lovely nuttiness to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the. Uh, I mean, I I used to have a rather amusing uh, drinking horn that said, "It's an Aracocra thing you wouldn't understand." Uh, but alas, that that fell out of my my knapsack over a particularly deep canyon. I had a, a, a scabbard for my dagger, and it said, um, my drinking team has an adventuring problem. Ah. <laughs> that is very, very droll. I, I imagine in the uh, original tabaxi, Ooh. it's even funnier. Uh, I, I suppose it is, yes. All right, so I guess the guild hall has a kitchen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rodolfo, the chef, can cook that deer up for you if you want. Yeah. He'll take one leg as his fee and cook the rest for you as you like. Okay. But it's now 5.30 p.m. and the sun is beginning to set. Okay. We'll come back for the meal. Oh, the nights are drawing in. Tell me, my my uh, my fellow adventurers, have we, uh, are we equipped? Do we have what we need? No one needs to be making any last-minute rushes. I'm good. You're good? I'm pleased to hear it. Uh, uh, Raincloud flashes out his, uh, his claws, his retractable claws, like, I'm always ready to go. Shink. As am I. Well, excellent. It won't take us more than an hour to walk to the place, will we? So we have some time. Let us take in the evening air. It's winter. The sun's going to set around six. So we need to get over there. Then let us make haste. (laughs) Well, what time were we due there? Was it 9 p.m.? Nightfall. Nightfall. Beg your pardon. Nightfall. I misunderstood. Well, in that case, let us walk with purpose. They head out of the fire-breathing kittens guild hall out onto the cobbled streets beyond. After a brief walk, they arrive at the Boar's Head Inn. You're standing in front of a large wooden door. So we're looking for the son of the moon. Who wants to do the talking? 
If it's a matter of secrecy, I, I have a background in professional secrecy, so I'm willing to take that role if no one objects. Good. By all means. So uh, Silver pushes open the door, and uh, usefully he gets to see both sides of the room at once. So he's having a good look around, taking in what appears to be, uh, certainly at first glance, a perfectly average looking in. It is a very large wooden building, very similar to the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, except that there isn't a bar. There is a kitchen area where people can get a meal, and there is a complimentary breakfast area, but breakfast isn't currently set up. You can see old pancakes in the trash next to the buffet table. There is a reception area with a front desk. Uh, Silver approaches the front desk and uh, catches the eye of the of whoever's on the desk. Is there someone on the desk, actually? I should check. There is. The receptionist is kind of overweight and has dark skin. She says, hello, can I interest you in a stay at the Boar's Head Inn? Good evening. Thank you very much for the kind offer. Um, before we answer that, we were just wondering, um, would we be able to contact the Sun of the Moon? She looks around furtively and then coughs and says, <laughs> Cough. <laughs> he could be here. He looks around again. Could be here. Okay. And what would improve the odds of him being here? She looks awkward. <laughs> she coughs and she says, well, you know, he could, <laughs> he could be here. Cough, cough, cough. She rubs her fingers together. Oh. Silver, I think it might be her. I think she might be the sun of the moon. She rubs her fingers together. <laughs> Allow me, I'm, uh, I'm well versed in these, uh, these matters. Silver takes a gold piece from the pocket of his jerkin and places it as soundlessly as he can on the uh, ledger in front of the woman on reception and says, uh, forgive me, I possibly didn't enunciate correctly the first time would we be able to contact the sun of the moon she slides her hand across the ledger and takes the coin and slides it back to herself and slips it into her pocket and says ah yes of course he's <laughs> on the second floor third room on the left thank you ever so much you're a, a credit to your profession <clears throat> my friends it would appear that the doctor is in should we uh Proceed. Let's. Very well. We were hired for this and we just paid. Hmm. <laughs> well, we haven't been hired just yet. No, that's true. But they call this a, a sunken cost? I don't... I'm. I, one thing you should know about me, I'm not very good with money and that type of thing. That is true. I'm just putting that out there. I've, I've come to realize this. Yes, yes. However, far be it from me to predict anything, but I get the feeling that perhaps the entrepreneurial attitude of the lady on the front desk is not in any way connected with this particular mission and is simply a side product of either not caring about her job or not being paid enough to care about her job, in which case it's hardly for us to make a, uh, make a fuss about it. They're saying this a few steps away from the receptionist's desk, or are they saying this as they walk up to the second floor? I presumed uh, wrongly. I presumed. I presumed, which is wrong to do. I presumed they were doing this delicately enough so as not to be overheard by the receptionist. 
Okay, well then, the elf, the snow leopard tabaxi, and the aarakocra walk up to the second floor. You're standing in a hallway with doors on the left and right. Uh, third left, wasn't it? It was, as I recall. Shall we? Yes. So uh, Silver counts three doors along on the left and knocks as well as feathers can on a door. (laughs) All right. You hear someone move in the room beyond and footsteps heading towards the door. A lock and the handle clicks as it is turned and the door opens. At first, you look ahead and see the opposing wall with its window, but then you look down and you see Smurf-like, a small blue person. (laughs) Mm. He opens the door and gestures for you to come inside. Come in, come in, he says. Thank you. Shh, he says. (laughs) Silver tiptoes inside. Uh, Raincloud kind of marches in. He's like, Raincloud Moonglow, pleasure to make your acquaintance, and extends his hand. Tornin. Just Tornin. Uh, my character smoothly walks into the room. He shakes Raincloud's hand and closes the door behind him. Why are you here? He says, testing you. We are searching for the sun of the moon. We were reliably informed we could find him in here. All right, good. That's me. Are you ready for a task of utmost secrecy? Usually, yes. Yes. There's 100 gold in it for you if you'll go to the Cascioline Castle and destroy the book. Uh, This is when I should have the name of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Give me one second. I put it somewhere and I don't know where. We could just destroy all the books and cover our bases. (laughs) Tell us, Moonsun, you keep us in suspense. Ah. The book's name is Snooty Murcoin by Rin Tberry Moon. I'll spell that for you guys because it's weird. S N O O T Y Mer M E R hyphen coin C O I N by Rin R I N Tberry T E A B E R R Y Moon M U N Snooty Murcoin by Rin Tberry Moon. He says, destroy that book and bring me proof and I'll pay you 100 gold. I'm sorry, I just, I had a quick question. Um, you, you're the son of the moon. This uh, book was written by someone with a similar name. My surname is actually Moonglow. I, I wonder, is there any connection between you and this author? And indeed, maybe we are related somehow. He glares at you and he says... You're asking questions. This is a task of secrecy. Do I have to hire someone else? No, no. No, if it's a need-to-know basis, that is, uh, that, I'd just like to get that, that kind of thing out of the way before we begin. Yeah, he seems a little irritated. <laughs> He's a bit grouchy. <laughs> All right. I understand matters of secrecy. What proof would be acceptable? A charred book cover? A, uh... An outstanding yes. library ticket? No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> a charred book cover will do it. And what sort of time frame would you prefer this to take place in? If, please tell me if I ask a question that's out of order. On Monday morning, I'm going to be packing up and leaving this room. Have it done before then. Hmm. So we got a day and a half, technically. All right. 
Is there any more information you can give us about this castle, who lives there, who guards it, where the book is in the castle? I feel a little out of my depth here. I genuinely don't know much about the castle or the book that I can tell you safely. Very well. Even who its lord is? Oh, the lord I can tell you. Martin Cascioline. Okay. I'm going to do a knowledge local check to see if I can know anything about the Cascolinis. Oh, that's a good roll. I don't have local anymore. Uh, history. Yeah, history. Fifteen. Okay, with the fifteen, you know that Martin Cascolini is the Duke of Ichi. He rules over a territory pretty close to here. Okay. It's called Ichi. <laughs> Uh, Silver's going to make a a history as well, because uh, sometimes these lords have songs written about them, have great, uh, you know, histories and and that kind of thing. So, gonna oh, that's just a 10. Okay, with a 10, there's not much additionally that you know, except that you know that bards don't go there much, Hmm. because they don't get a lot of money from that circuit. It's not super profitable. Hmm. It's... Not a place bristling with melody, as far as my recollections go, but, uh, well, a job is a job. I think I have an idea of how we can do this, then. Please. If they're not, if they don't get much entertainment from a bard, one way to get in is to give them some entertainment from a bard. Hmm. The traveling troubadour shtick. Yes. It would allow us to get into the castle. I mean, they're not, they don't may not get much, but if they don't get any at all, I suspect they'd be more than happy to get some entertainment. Hmm. Um, I, I, I do I do like this plan, but if they don't patronize bards at all, perhaps there's some sort of weird religious sect who forbid who forbid music and revelry. In which case, I, could I roll to figure out if I know anything about that, like yeah. either history or uh, religion? Definitely. Go ahead. Okay. Ooh, uh, that's a 13 Okay, history. It's not that there's a weird cult or anything. It's just that it's not a profitable place. The economy locally isn't doing super great. So, like, would you rather perform in a place that has lots of money or in a place that doesn't have a lot of money? Hmm. That's not always up to a bard. Where the unemployment rate's twice as high or where the unemployment rate's... I tend to find those crowds are a lot more boisterous and fun, but, you know, it doesn't quite pay as well. No, those are the ones done for the love of it. The paydays live elsewhere. Mm. Mm. Well, this is your way up. <laughs> In which case, it certainly does sound like they could go for some entertainment. But forgive us, Moonsun, we're just stood in your room making plans. Um, is that that is all you can tell us about it? Then uh, we shall uh, take our leave from you. Goodbye, he says, and Godspeed. Yeah, the nice thing about having a bard when you need an infiltration mission is uh, people like having bards in castles. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Yes, although they always make us wait in the jester's quarters and it's just pig's bladders and joke books everywhere. I should point out as well that I am quite sneaky when the situation demands it, so if we can get a foot in the door, um, I will be in my element when it comes to sneaking around. I, too, am rather sneaky, so... Hmm. Then perhaps I shall serve as some form of distraction. 
very well. I mean, we, we've yet to hear you play, but um, the way you carry yourself, I, I presume you're a bard of uh, great skill. I, I will certainly tell people that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On our way, if we can uh, endeavor to find out some information about this Lord Castellini, is that his name? Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I don't trust my own handwriting. Cascalini? Cascalini. C-A-S-C-I-O-L-I-N-I. Cascalini. Cascalini. If we take it upon ourselves to find out more about him, then perhaps I can embellish the knowledge of him in places far and wide Mm. as some sort of folk hero. It's a marvelous idea. I say, shall we perhaps return to the guild hall and maybe we could... Find some information there, or, or maybe in, in some, some of the other local taverns in town. I hear the Guild Hall has a lot of information that can be useful. Um, I, was, uh, I was thinking more of uh, when we actually arrive at the castle and uh, the surrounding town or settlement. Ask ah. the locals, get it direct from the horse's mouth, as it were, simply because we have got... I, 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 unfortunately, I don't know how far away it is, and... We'll have to make haste in order to be back here by Monday morning. Yes, how far away is this castle? A one-hour train ride. Okay. Oh, well, in that case, that's not too much of a concern. In fact, maybe it is best that we do some research this evening and then head off early in the morning, perhaps? That'll only leave us one evening to do our task. Hmm. Well, the night's already drawing in. It's currently 7 p.m. on a Saturday night. It's dark outside. Let's just go straight there. Uh, we, we it'd be easy to get information in the in the locality. I'd say. Huh, very well. What, what, what do we think? Sure. Okay, they hop on a train, and they after one gold each. Please subtract that from your character sheets. They step off of the train in Ichi, which is kind of like a suburb of Nikimoi, pretty close by. Hmm. What do we What do we encounter when we get off the train? What does this place look like compared to where we came from? It's a train station. It's a. Uh, it's not the richest part of town, so there's, you know, maybe someone selling flowers because they don't have a better job. But it's not like a bad place. It's not. This is no Kiff Fasty. <laughs> ah. Yeah, they, you know, everyone's just being normal around you, walking around the train station. Someone's trying to sell flowers. There's. Streets beyond the train station where you can wander around, and there's a clear, obvious castle on a hill. Hmm. Excuse me, madame, how much are the flowers? One copper, sir. I buy five. Aw, subtract it from your character sheet, and you have five flowers. She thanks you, and she gives you a sixth one for free. Thank you, ma'am. My character might not be the most social, but he understands the, the need for the locals to have something so mm-hmm. she says what brings you here in town are you a tourist not quite we're here on a job we we need to find out information about the local lord what is his name castellini ah yeah cascolini martin cascolini he's an odd one that one how so well uh <laughs> I, <laughs> so the DM isn't racist, but the flower lady's racist. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to say, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so um, she's like, I guess you and her can both be the same type of, you said you were an, a wood elf. 
That is correct. Okay. She's going to judge him for being a snow elf, and he has hair coming out of his ears. It's the oddest thing. So you got a little bit of judgment going on there, because he's furry. <laughs> so Rain, Rain Cloud does a little <coughs> <coughs> nearby. Oh, no. Now she knows that you're with Rain Cloud, and she's I less say. willing to talk to you. <laughs> How rude. She, yeah, sorry. She's pretty rude. <laughs> I don't like this place at all. Silver ruffles his feathers and uh, stares at her beadily out of one side of his head. She scurries away and she tries to sell flowers to a different tourist. (laughs) Thank you, sir, she says to Tornin. And she's like only acknowledging Tornin as a person. Sorry. (laughs) She's scurrying away. Wow. Yeah, she's not great. No. Uh, Let us hope that uh, that was one individual's prejudice and that that doesn't extend to the rest of this town. Another elf. Indeed. Hmm. All right. Do elves not favor the the finer things, the beautiful things in life, art and music and these things? Why, why so little music here? Is it purely just the economical straits? Hmm. Uh, yes, Silva. To stop you from wondering as the DM, I'm just going to tell you, I Fine. didn't really mean all that much significance when I said that. Gotcha. <laughs> really <laughs> attached to that. <laughs> so. uh, it... it Breaks my heart every time I hear that kind of thing, so I get stuck on it. Yeah, uh, no, I think you rolled a ten. I think that's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we want to um, try and find an inn slash tavern and do a bit more uh, um, uh, investigation, or do we want to just like roll up to the to the castle side unseen and and just offer to play? I find you can get the measure of what a local group think of those uh, who have dominion over them once they've been slightly loosened. With drink. So perhaps half an hour at the local inn would give us an idea. Yes. Okay, I should point out that at this point I am completely destitute. Um, <laughs> but I do have with me the riches of my wits, my uh, storytelling ability, and my charm, which usually can get me a drink or two in most uh, most taverns. Yes. Luckily, I... Uh, I, I, I just... I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to wash dishes. I'm just putting it up. Very well. <laughs> I... Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but I... I am known for putting away a nest egg here or there, so... Oh! A little bird pun! Mm, yes, of course, that's our phrase. You can't say it. However. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't dream of it. Wouldn't dream of it. However, certainly I feel that uh, for the sake of the job, and indeed, if we do a swift and decent job, we might be able to claim some expenses back, as that little blue fellow certainly seemed keen that we carry this out quickly. Yes, fact it would be interesting to know uh does anyone have any idea who that chap was by the way not a clue i not a not a species i'd encountered in the past oh yeah can i roll to see if i know what he is sure nature i guess right uh would that be uh nature sure and that's a 15 it's a pretty high roll i got a 19 that's it's very high roll all right so you guys know he's a smurf he's a little (laughs) blue person (laughs) (laughs) Straight up Smurf. Yeah. And okay. you guys were not paying attention, so you didn't quite catch his name. Uh, you didn't ask oh, his name, you know, so he's the son of the moon. Uh, does a 15 uh, uh, solve the mystery for me of how Smurfs reproduce? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. No. Especially okay. since there was okay. only one female in the entire show and a bunch of guys. So, yeah. No one knows. <laughs> it's a mystery. 
A mystery for another day, I fear. Uh, frog DNA is my best guess. <laughs> yep. All right, so... So onward to the local tavern? Yes, yeah. why not? They step inside a tavern. There's dim lighting and the chatter of many guests. Is it mainly elves? Is it humans? What are we looking at? What's the makeup? A smorgasbord oh. of all the different peoples. I know that lady was racist, but this is actually a very mixed area. Hmm. Cool. Guasso, the country in general, super mixed. Uh, Nicomo is a port city, so people arrive here from all around the world. Yeah. Excellent. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, sometimes people aren't nice. Sometimes my characters aren't cool. Rose-selling lady, not a cool lady, but no. that's what makes them distinct characters, is they all have their own little traits, like being jerks. Yeah. Why don't you give these people a bit of entertainment? Well, huh. Oh, very well. Silver looks over to the barman, catches his eye. He holds up his instrument and nods at the uh, slightly raised area in the corner. Oh, yeah. Bars love it when there's free music. The bartender nods at you and gives you a thumbs up from across the room. Can, can this be heard, by the way? Yeah. Yep. You can hear that. Just about. Is it quiet? It's pretty quiet. It's quiet. Alright, so I'm going to find a booth where I can see most of the room from... And I put up my hood. Tornin settles in to watch Silva perform, keeping an eye on the crowd. I'll join him. Alright. And my plan is to go around with a hat at the end of the performance so I can collect on his behalf. Okay. Was said when Gasso was young. Was said when Gasso was young. There were everybody here now. Gasso was young and everyone saw. No one knew anything more than where they'd been. I was there that day. I knew what they say. I wish I never was. When it becomes. <laughs> Okay. Those are yay. Oh man, the crowd. Rain, rain cloud had already started uh, 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 with the with the hat before the bird noises uh, began, and uh, he's kind of changed his demeanor a little as he's asking for money. <laughs> I always feel it's important to sing bilingually because uh, we're a multicultural country. Oh, the Aarakocras love you so much. Your fellow <laughs> Aarakocras in the crowd just like burst into laughter and cheers. It's nice for them to see themselves represented. Mm-hmm. And they double tip. So you get a roll of persuasion check and we'll see how much is in the hat. Right. So, 16. Okay. Oh, and you could use performance if that's higher. I just realized that uh, was actually a performance. Oh, uh, they're the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 16 is pretty high. Uh, so 
After he performs, you find that you collect 30 gold. 30 gold. <laughs> a good chunk of it from wow. the Aarakakras in the crowd who appreciated the bilingualism. All right. Damn. I throw up two feathers in the uh, Aarakakras salute. They throw them back and uh, Silver leaves the performance space and leans against the bar to uh, stand his friends more drinks. All right. And then Tornin, who had their hood up and was in the booth, make a perception check. 11 plus uh, 15. There are two centaurs hanging out at the bar, a female and a male. They particularly enjoyed the song and were stomping their hooves in time. I point out the centaurs to the other two. Hmm. Hmm. They were enjoying it, were they? I don't often go so well with folks as uh, grounded as them, but uh, Silver catches their eyes and uh, raises his drink to them and uh, gives a, gives a, a nod. They nod back, and as the hat is passed around, they both put a gold in. Hmm. They contributed. Nice. Silver, my good man, are you currently seeking representation? <laughs> I, th- I, think we, I think we make quite the team. Are you asking me for 10% of the gold for passing around the hat? I'm just saying, with my hat passing skills <laughs> and your ability to shred, just... Th- think about it. Think about it. T- and 10% sounds sounds ideal. <laughs> we will continue this once the uh, mission is complete. He, uh, Silver, keeps that bit uh, under his vo- un- you know, under his breath to uh, not arouse suspicion. Nice. Can I sidle up to the to the uh, uh, centaurs and just introduce myself? Absolutely. Go ahead and roleplay that. Uh-huh. Rain Cloud Moonglow, pleasure to meet you. I'm I'm new in town. You chaps look like you know what's going on in this place. (laughs) The male centaur reaches out a hand to shake yours, and the female nods. He introduces himself as Albrecht Eckbird, and she's Samora Eckbird. His sister, she says. Albrecht tilts his head at Silva and says, he's not too bad. Samora goes, we don't often get good players here in this bar. That's a rare treat. Thanks. Yes, well, we're, I, I represent uh, Silver the Bard, and uh, we are, um, we're trying to expand our business and bring joy and music to all the peoples of Guasso. And I was wondering, I hear that the local lord might be um, looking for the services of a bard, and really, of course, that's where the real money is. I mean, we, we prefer the, to play for the people on, on the ground, the, the real people, but at the same time, one has to make a living. Would you have any, any, uh, any advice on how, how one might approach the castle? Samora raises an eyebrow at you and says, I doubt that the Duke of Ichi would be hiring a bard. Albrecht says, yeah, we work for him and he doesn't really like music. What? He's Uh more into like physical possessions that he can hoard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And collect. I see. You can try, though. Yes, interesting. Well, you you work for him. Um, that 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 is interesting. Uh, w- would you say is he? I mean, is he a good boss? Is he generous? Is he kind? No. No. If you've got alternatives, you don't want to work for him. I see. Well, I mean, this is my job. You know, I, I take the rough with the smooth in this line of work, and um, I, you know, I see this as a professional challenge. If I can, if I can, if I can bring a, a crotchety old snow elf into the fold, you know, the sky's the limit, as they say. Very well. 
Hmm, interesting. I mean, is there perhaps a uh, any, any any red flags? Anything I should avoid around this man just to kind of you know keep him on side, as it were? Albert thinks for a second, and he raises his hand to. He's got a horse back half and a dude front hmm. half, and he's like he's wearing like a black shirt. It's easy for him to blend in with his surroundings with this shirt. You know, it's not like he's a, a sparkling white horse in the bar. He's mm. got a brown colored fur. And he strokes his chin and he thinks for a second. His sister Samora says, honestly, I would say you're far better off working for literally anyone else. Very well. Well, thank you. Thank you for that advice. You're welcome. While this is happening, Silver thanked the bartender for uh, letting him play. The bartender rubs their fingers together at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I drop a couple of gold just onto the uh, bar in front of him, which gets immediately wiped up with a filthy rag. And um, <laughs> yep. unlike all of the stains on the bar, which remain there in spite of the rag, I comment on what a, a lovely mixed crowd it is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if even the odd Smurf came in here from time to time. <laughs> and leans on that point a little heavily. Ah, roll a persuasion check against the bartender. Who is very pleased that you came here and boosted their tip jar tonight, so you get advantage. Oh, well that's okay. 13 plus 4 is 17. It's pretty high, especially for level 1. The bartender leans in conspiratorially and says, Yeah, there's the Bart family. They're <laughs> Smurfs, and they live here. Ah. That Enrico Bart comes in here every now and then. The mom hasn't been in for a few years. I forget her name, but uh, she's older. You know, older lady likes to stay at home. Of course, of course. And they they live nearby. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Have for years. Mm-hmm. I, I assume one would be able to tell their house from its dimensions. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know which house they live in. No, I just know they come to the bar and have for years. Or no, no, Enrico no, no. has. It was uh, merely being a... Uh, it's just a little casual sizest humor, you know. <laughs> oh, ah. Don't mean any harm by it. Well, uh, yes, thank you anyway. Uh, yes, wonderful tavern you have here. It'll be, it'll be wonderful when it's finished. And he, uh, Silver, walks off. Alrighty. <laughs> so just to spell that for you guys, it's E-N-R-I-C-O space Bart, B-A-R-T, Enrico Bart. Cool. Okay. Um, can I uh, check? Is there a job board in this um, in this tavern? Nope. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think our. I think I, I think we're probably all thinking the same thing. Our best bet is to uh, try and get hired as a as a maid and infiltrate that. There's way. only one one job in this town, and that currently is maid. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bard, yeah. I'm not as the DM. I'm not discouraging you from doing the Bard thing. It's just that uh, Samora and Albrecht would. Because they just they're like just mm. don't work for them. Um, but right, right, I right. like the bard yeah. idea. You should roll with that, and one of you can be a maid, and I don't know. I guess the two of you can compete to be the servant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely think we should try that. I do want to hear more tunes. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but rain clouds yeah. ain't scrubbing any floors if you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all good. Yep. Yeah. All right. So it's now about ten p.m. on Saturday night. You are in a bar that does have inns nearby, if not for rent in that bar then definitely it's it's a civilized area you don't have to sleep in a gutter unless you want to <laughs> well gentlemen uh thanks to uh my turn earlier 
which we can call the expenses for this particular mission, we uh, we certainly could sleep in a handsome enough uh, establishment should we wish to. You may sleep there. I will sleep where I... I will find my own place to sleep. Very well. All right, tell me where you're sleeping, Tornin. Are there any woods nearby? Yes, uh, an hour's train ride away, you can find the deep forest of Rhett's Wood. So that's the closest woods? Okay, any trees at all? Yes, there are decorative city trees with small fairy lights on them. (laughs) Well, great. My character does not like sleeping in the... uh... And inns, so how big are these decorative trees, exactly? If you're asking if you can climb them, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, make an athletics check. <laughs> sure. This is, my, this is how my character tends to... <laughs> I thought you were about to say, this is how my character dies. <laughs> just, just falling out of a tree. <laughs> Ugly 20. Oh, you get up in that tree just fine. You're up in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Tornin waves down to... I love the idea of rolling athletics to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Tornin waves down to Raincloud and Silva, and you know where he'll be tomorrow morning, theoretically, here or below here. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do Silva and Raincloud do? I was going to uh, retire early, as uh, the sooner we get on there, that, you know, we, even though it doesn't sound ideal... There may be a lot of people queuing up to apply for the job of maid, if uh, this place is anything to look uh, look at. So it might be worth our while to rise early and get there early. Counterpoint, um, I would argue that we would want to be as well rested as possible. So if we could, if we could get something in the region of twelve to fourteen hours sleep beforehand, that would be that would be my preference. Ah, uh, cats. <laughs> Well, yes. I don't think we can manage 12 to 14, but uh, if you could run on 10, that would really, really be a wonderful thing. I can make it work, but I'm not going to promise that I'll be pleasant to be around. You're a cat. Nor I. Duly understood. On the plus side, I'm happy to curl up in front of the fire in whatever room that you're booking, or I'm also happy to take my own room. I, I, I don't want to get in anyone's way. I was going to just perch on the hat stand all evening, so uh, I understand if there's a wardrobe in there, you could always just sleep on top of that. Oh, yes. Maybe there's a laundry basket I can find. <laughs> Very likely. Let's try. Sounds wonderful. Oh, yes. I'm huge. I'm six foot nine. Anyway, what, but uh, and don't worry about uh, getting up in the night. Once I've pulled the blanket over my cage, I'm out like a light, so don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, So you guys both pay one gold or uh, maybe just one gold total for the room. Mm -hmm. So Silva can cover that. And then the bed lies untouched as you perch on the hat stand and (laughs) rain cloud curls up in front of the fire. Let's do a quick luck roll just to make sure I don't nat one. Yeah, the night passes uneventfully. Please make a dexterity saving throw, Tornin. (laughs) My character ties himself onto the branch, so I'm going to just help With him advantage. Out. There you go. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, let's see. That is a 24. <laughs> You're fine. You don't fall out of the tree in the night. You do wake up on the underside of the branch, but the ropes are supporting you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the next morning. You guys find my character hanging 
out of the tree currently. He just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've never heard an elf snoring before. There's something that doesn't sit right with me. No. To try and make it stop, Silver reaches up with a talon and slashes at the rope. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm just making... My character is already awake. <laughs> he was snoring while he was awake. I find it that if I don't make noises while I appear to be awake, uh, certain individuals... Ah. Uh, <laughs> we never can be too sure. Yes. I do what people expect me to do, not what I actually would normally do. Keeping a low profile, up my secrecy, I'm impressed. My character unties the rope. And the three of you are together for the morning. I'm not even going to make you roll a check. You dexterously land on the ground, Tornin. If you can survive the night on a tree, you can probably hop down from the tree. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Nice dismount, Tornin. <laughs> Silver holds All up right. a sign saying 8.1. <laughs> Out. No, no, no. Very good. Very good. Um. Well, shall we? I... I believe we can see the castle from here, so uh, what say we go there? What's our key strategy? Am I to try and find work there as a bard to a man who hates music, or are we uh, are we all going to try and be maids at some point? I think we should lead with the bard thing. Lead with the bard. Yeah, I don't think the two of you would look good in a skirt, although, you know, the little outfit, maid outfits. <laughs> uh. I utterly disagree, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Officially, the job flyer, just to read this again for you guys, Martin Casciolini, Duke of Ichi, is currently hiring one servant, must be attractive, everything in the Casciolini mansion is a work of art, lodging and board included, pay 10 gold per month. Um, so, it wasn't gender specific, nope. just to let you guys know. If you want to wear a skirt, you can. You can also wear a suit. It, uh, it might be prudent to see if we could pick up a, a little French maid outfit on the way, just just in case we need it. I, uh, as I, I believe, we just consult this, I have, in my, oh, no. <laughs> in my, in my equipment and treasure, I, it says here two costumes, and it doesn't specify, it just says, it just says <laughs> costumes, so, I believe oh, I, this French maid outfit, yeah, yeah. says Silva. <laughs> you rang, yeah. Uh. Well, you yeah, know, it's. It was either the French maid or the minion outfit, and I thought, no, I'll, uh... So, we'll keep that as backup, but it does fit, so, uh... Okay, but realistically, which one of us is most likely to get away with, uh... Like, if if and when the bard thing doesn't work, we say, okay, well, one of us is going to be the maid. I'm happy to do it, I just... I don't know how... Uh, and also, who's the best looking out of our characters? Well, tabaxis are a renowned, very, very clean creatures. You're... Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, possibly I, the most work-shy of all of the humanoids. <laughs> but, yeah. And, like, <laughs> Raincloud is work-shy by tabaxi standards. Mm, yes. Uh, but he can fake it. He can fake it for a day. <laughs> what class is Raincloud again? Um, a swashbuckler rogue. So more about dex and charisma and stuff than anything else. Okay. Well, uh, we both have, both uh, you and I... Raincloud have uh, have charisma, so we might be able to talk our way into this. If one of us can't, the other one might. Yeah, yeah. Let's give that a go, and then just see how we. Then we can just uh, improvise the rest of it. Absolutely. And I can try to sneak in. Well, if 
all we need is for one of us to get in because uh, we can uh, let the others in at Very a later true. time. Mm-hmm. Very true. So for the time being, I am Silver the Bard, Raincloud is my manager, and Tornan, Silver hands over his uh, instrument case, so you are my roadie. <laughs> ah, my, uh, t- Tornan, oh, yes. baloney, my character holds up. T- no, just, just carry it, that's fine. You just carry it, and then just before I start to sing, you walk in front of an audience, say one, two, four times, and then leave. That's all you need to do. It's it's a magic spell to get the most out of barding. It's just tradition. But that's our cover story for the now. Do we? Uh, are we? Are we all good with that? Sure. Sounds good. And the moment this goes wrong, and I fear it will, we'll think of something else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You can all see the castle on the hill. Picture like the Disney castle, but mm, not copyright. Oh. <laughs> just just that one in Spain instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this does look nice. Cool. Let's uh let's roll up. So yeah, so we uh we approach the, the sort of the main entrance. Yeah, you do. Alright. What do we see? There's a guard guarding a gate. At a wall that surrounds any... Mm, you're on the outside of the wall. So a wall that surrounds the property. I won't describe it yet. The guard raises a spear and stands up straight next to the locked gate and says, Who goes there? Well, the fact that you don't already know means I'm not doing my job well enough. I present to you, Silver the Bard. <laughs> Silver looks over and nods ever so slightly at uh, at them as if... They're the ones who are in luck. Ah, persuasion check, Bard. The Bard's favorite skill. <laughs> Fourteen. If, so there's something in D&D called the help action. If Raincloud is considered to be helping Silva, are you Raincloud? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the hype man. Yeah, yeah. He's Flavor Flav to my Chuck D. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Time. So now I uh, I think help gives you advantage. It's yes. been a while since I've read the the book. That is okay, correct. Good. Yeah. So that means you can roll twice and take the higher number. That's fifteen. Okay. Hey, at level one, fifteen is very good. <laughs> so the guard isn't sure whether or not they should know you, <laughs> and feels a little bit embarrassed. Like oh, like. If Justin Bieber's buying a coffee from you and you're like, is this a boy band star or (laughs) is this just a normal person? And uh, they do that old person thing where they shrug. (laughs) Shrug. (laughs) Don't know. Okay, you. And uh, the guard speaks into a communication stone and says, they're expecting you at the main house, sir, and opens the gate. There's a clear path through gardens up to the front of the castle. Mm. Okay. That was easy. Uh, what does it look like inside? Is it like, is it well appointed? Is it run down? How does it look? In contrast to the rest of the town, which is just mediocre, everything about this garden is super awesome. There's like purple flowers instead of stupid white flowers. There's like a fountain that has an elaborate person where uh, she's got a mermaid's tail and she's holding a jar of water and the water is the fountain, you know, where... The, from the jar that she's holding, the water like comes out. You know, mm. there's um, butterflies. 
<clears throat> oh, I see. Oh no, <clears throat> rain cloud. I'll, I'll. Okay. I'll, I'll, on the way back. Don't, no, we're, we're, we're on the job. One, <laughs> remain one butterfly now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rain cloud goes nuts on the butterflies. Oh, no. Do you squish it? <laughs> Um, I kind of catch it between my claws and let it go a bit and then catch it again. I'm trying to keep it alive. (laughs) I'm toying with it. It needs to know that its life is in my hands. Literally. (laughs) Right. Yes. That's one. Let it go. (sighs) Very well. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. Not a problem. Not a problem. (laughs) My my father was half magpie. I'm the same whenever I see shiny stuff. So uh, it's not easy. Uh... Magpies are birds. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I've got literally <laughs> nine of them. I've got nine of them, mate. So, uh, um, so, so uh, yes, uh, after the uh, the the modest uh, diversion, I suppose we uh, walk up to the main doors. They are expecting you. Hmm. The door is open and a dragonborn with an exceptionally long horsey face greets you. You've not seen very many dragonborns with faces this long, like very, very long, thin face. She says, Casculini Castle, Shreya Mulholland, head servant. May I help you? Yes, we are the entertainment. Hmm. She pauses and then goes inside the castle a little bit. And she says, please wait here and comes Back from the recesses with a very overweight snow elf. <laughs> okay, does this look like it's the uh, the Duke? Martin Casciolini, he says, holding out a hand. Duke of Ichi. Raincloud Moonglobe, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Your reputation precedes you. My liege? I'm sorry, I don't know the proper the proper title. Ah, yes. Duke of Ichi, lord of all you see. Come, and I will lead you on a tour of my magnificent mansion. You are too kind, my lord. (laughs) So, uh, just in case you guys did get in this way, I have prepared a map, which you can't see. Secrets. Secrets. Ah. (laughs) But yeah, in case you got in a way that wasn't as a servant, because I like to write possible outcomes for you guys, you get a tour, which means that I've got a map, and I'm going to say left or right. Or straight, and you guys are going to get a... You can, like, if you want to draw your version of this, you can use this map that you're getting now for later. I don't know. Whatever. All right. (laughs) So, you're currently standing at an entrance with a dragonborn named Shreya Mulholland with a very long face and a very overweight snow elf, Martin Casculini, the Duke of Ichi. The entrance hall goes left and right. Which way do you go? Mm, I'd be inclined to ask him if he's given us the tour. I don't know. It's up to you guys. I'm going to give you, like, uh, well, facts uh, about the, the building and the history and, like, him as you how about left? go around. Okay. Left. Uh, you go left, and at the end of the hallway, it turns right, and then you can see a dead end to the right past that, and then on the left, a greenhouse and a swimming pool. The dead end's a bit odd. Like, there's just straight up a hallway with, like, an ending. But the greenhouse and the swimming pool is lovely. It's humid in here. The ceiling is all glass, and there's potted plants growing green and verdant all around the room with a tile floor. He tells you that his grandfather had this room constructed. 
I presume at some point I've introduced the two others, um, but um, I'm chatting away. I'm trying to charm him. I'm 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 wowed by everything he says, and I try to bring up the uh, the subject of um, precious items and trinkets and and antiques. But also, uh, I mentioned that I've got a particular interest in in old books. Hmm. You definitely can talk about that. I'm gonna just for pacing do one more room. Mm-hmm. There's. One, two, three, four exits to this room, two on the back wall and two on the right wall. You came in from the one on the bottom right of the right wall. So uh, please choose the back left, the back right, or the middle in the right wall. Any of you. Could I suggest maybe, um, is there one that would be nearest to that suspicious dead end? Yes. Ah. Okay. That's the one in the middle in the right wall. So yes. you're as you're walking and talking about old things and trinkets, you go down a hallway to the left, to the left, and straight and to the left. It's suspiciously long and and curved. Um, so, and it you emerge into a sitting in game room. There are comfortable chairs and tables with chairs around them and like couches and stuff. And this is a sitting in game room. You can, uh, I guess, in ye olden times, he tells you his grandfather would have smoked a cigar in this room. And he says, um, yes, ancient things and trinkets and rare things. Yeah. Uh, you may have noticed that the paths are a bit winding in my castle. Mm. I believe we are defined by the rarest thing we own. The spirits of the deceased are drawn to that rare possession. That's why I've hired builders to update and construct numerous secret passages and dead ends in this manner. We must trick the spirits of those who've moved beyond as they are constantly searching for that rarest item that they owned in life. Ghost tricking hallways, one of my better ideas, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and and that's based on the Winchester Mansion, which in real life, this lady, like, was afraid that the ghosts of all the guns, the ghosts of all the people who were killed by all the Winchester rifles that her husband and family had made, straight up made, if you've never been on a tour of the Winchester Mansion in San Francisco, go to it. Is it in San Francisco? It's in California somewhere. And um, it's like a crazy house where it, she never stopped constructing it for as long as she lived. So there's like 30 years of twisting and, and like, you know, hallways and stuff like that to trick the ghosts, of course. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. stupid ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they wow. don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. So I love it's that. It's a pretty cool mansion tour. You should go on it if you haven't been. <laughs> anyway, so that's what this is sort of loosely based off of. Hmm. But he thinks that they're coming after the rarest possession they owned in life. Yeah. What is the rarest possession? What do you think is the rarest possession they'd be after? Depends on the ghost. He takes you from the sitting room. You now have two options. You guys came from the right wall. There's a second door on the right wall, a door on the back wall, and two doors on the front wall. The two doors on the front wall connect to the greenhouse and swimming pool. So apart from those doors and the one you came in, there's a door on the back wall and there's a, a second door on the right wall. Okay. Spoiled for choice. <laughs> Which are the ones that would sort of take us further into the belly of the house? Uh, they're both wooden doors. Mm-hmm. Both will take you deeper into the house. Uh, right wall or back wall? Let's go back wall. Okay. So the door in the back wall takes you again to a hallway. First you go up a little bit, and then to the left, and then to the right, and then you enter a library. Tall wooden bookshelves like out of a fairy tale line every inch of the wall in this room. 
They arch unfunctionally far above where a person could reach, all the way up to the ceiling, culminating in a dazzling glass-arched dome ceiling. Comfortable chairs, desks, and potted plants are scattered throughout the middle of the room. All right. Hmm. Uh, this is an incredible collection. How do you keep track of them all? Are they alphabetized? Are they? Is it by author, by title? I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> he laughs and goes, oh, I don't read. <laughs> oh. They're very rare, though. Mm. I mean, he can read. He just doesn't read for fun. Like, he's not illiterate. <laughs> Silver affects a level of awe as he uh, as he gazes around and uh, acts as if he's never had any kind of experience like this, that this is the most remarkable thing he's ever seen and asks if he can inspect the higher ones further. Oh, I bet you this is... I bet you these books aren't really all that rare. <laughs> okay, um... Rising to the challenge of the taunt... <laughs> Martin Cascioline walks past Silva and Tornin to a shelf where he pulls one out and says, uh, Look, this is the Pandemonium Prison Predicament by Rin Tiberi Moon. It's not a trap and jailbreak. I bet you haven't seen these before. Mm, impressive. Impressive. But I've heard of a really, really rare book. I doubt you have here. I believe I heard it called The Snooty Murcoin. I bet you don't have that here. Things the DM did not plan for. The adventurers straight up asking for the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Casculini opens his thin-lipped mouth in offense and then closes it wordlessly. He goes, how do you even know of such a book? I've heard tell of it. I've heard it's quite rare. That's entirely true. There's only one copy. Oh, I bet you don't have it then. Yeah, that's what I thought. He bristles and turns bright red. He's got white fur standing out of his ears. He's a snow elf, so he's got white hair like an elf and then like these furry ears. <laughs> and and he looks offended and he says, I'm the only one in the world who owns a copy of... Yeah, right. The snooty murcoin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, f- for, forgive my uh forgive my my roadie uh uh duke um he uh he has been known to uh to be provocative and uh and the like yeah, but please uh take no offense it's just that he like the rest of us can't believe that a single person can possess so many incredible wonderful wonderful things in fact i've I've just composed this very minute uh, a song about how how wonderful you are. If 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 I may be permitted your your ducality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's hear your song. Only stuff is great, really, really great. It means you're better than everyone else. Only stuff is great, <laughs> only stuff is great. You own more than we do, and that's why we love you. All right, roll a persuasion check, Bard. <laughs> really? After that, I still need to. All right. Actually, performance. <laughs> it's the same number for you, but yeah, that was a performance. Yeah, seven in total. <laughs> you got a performance check of seven? Yep. Can I can I help? Can I hype man him Uh-oh. at all? <laughs> no one can help it. Yeah, I got I got three, and my modifier is four. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, 
I think it would be great for the story if he got so upset by that that he kicked you out of the castle. So, um, like, it would be something, like, all right. A seven. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, you got to roll with the dice, you right? You do, you do, <laughs> yeah. I like that. So <laughs> he, he looks offended. He's like, owning stuff isn't the point. Owning rare stuff is the point. And he's like, you don't get it at all. <laughs> and then he... Oh. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> he marches you guys out of his mansion. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. Right. Oh, dear. Yeah, because for story purposes, you did get to see inside. You yep. did get to, you know, find out there's a library. It's kind of funny if you get thrown out. So <laughs> he throws you out. <laughs> and we verified that the book does exist. That he does have the book. Uh... Yeah, so you accomplished, like, check, check, check. Like, so yeah, he throws you out of that. I was trying to convince him to show (laughs) us the book so we knew where it was, but uh, nope. I know, I know, yeah. Just uh, as as we're being thrown out, uh, Silver has managed to get one leg into his maid costume and is going, I also perform the duties of a valet de chambre. (laughs) Uh, The snow elf raises his head and looks down his nose at you appraisingly. He runs his eyes from your boots? I don't know. Uh, No, still just the talons. Just Talons? No no, no need for boots. Yeah. To the top of your head. (laughs) How do you react as he, like, appraises you like this? I uh, just look him in the eye and just with a hopeful look on my face just go... He, he does requests, you know. <laughs> uh, he sniffs and says to you, this is a continuation of your seven performance check, because usually in one situation you can do one skill once. Yeah. So he sniffs and says to you, too common, <laughs> and throws you out of the mansion. Uh, I love that you rolled a seven, because that's kind of the point of role playing. You got to like go with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, All right, yeah. So you guys yeah. find yourself. <laughs> it's only noon, and... <laughs> You're already back out on the street, and that is where we're going to call it for a break. Yes. So you guys can plan a little bit during your downtime about what to do about this this mansion and this Duke of Ichi. Joining us this time were... Oh, before that, we've got a review. Yes. This review was left on the 20th of October by Average Joe's New Normal... And they left us five stars. Uh, they said, got into this by accident and loving it. I was never a D&D nerd. Watch what you're saying. No, I was never a D&D nerd, but started listening for some research into a birthday present for my brother, and I have since become a fan. So we're converting people from Civvy Street to it. So that's good, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Thank you for the review. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on air. Mm. Joining us today were Silva. Hello. Raincloud. Adventure. <laughs> and Tornin. How did I get mixed up with this group? <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you.
You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Yes, that's right, you really can own a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Joining us again are... Raincloud. Hello! Tornin. Hello! And Silva. Hello. Everybody, please roll a d20. Hmm. 19. 12. 9. Oh, the number on the dice was... Can you guys read that? 12. 12. 12. Which means, Silva, please tell us what happened last time. (laughs) Last time, Tornin and Raincloud and Silva were knocking around the fire-breathing kittens guild hall when they noticed that there were two jobs available one of which was for a servant or cleaning uh, person in that sort of capacity and the other was bathed in secrecy having to ask for the sun of the moon at a tavern in town Uh, they were then dispatched by a smurf to (laughs) retrieve and destroy with evidence, a particular book called Snooty Murcoin by Rin T. Berry Mun. Moon, sorry. So, uh, M-U-N, but I think it should have an umlaut above the U. But anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> please don't come to me for grammar. Um, so, when arriving for uh, the Castle Castiglione, uh, looking for Martin Castiglione, the owner... They uh, hit upon the idea of entering as a bard and his two uh, assistants, his two employees, uh, which would have been fine had uh, the roadie uh, in the form of Tonin (laughs) essentially gobbed off at the Duke so much that not even one of Silver's (laughs) best songs... (laughs) Could save it, could save the situation. That's how Silver remembers it anyway. I'm sure that might not have been entirely the case. And they were then uh, unceremoniously cast out of the town. They also found out that the uh, the second job, the uh, one for the cleaning staff, was also posted from that particular job post that they saw. However, the likelihood of them getting in under the guise of cleaners is now pretty much zero on account of the fact that Martin Castiglione and his uh, sort of main housekeeper know exactly who they are and what they look like. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that's uh, that's loosely where we've ended up, I believe. Yeah, I believe you were just thrown on your bottom in the road outside the Duke of Ichi's castle. Exactly that. Ichi! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I knew it was an Ichi. We're a pretty distinctive looking bunch. Like, despite how we're naturally sneaky we are, you're not going to miss the Wood Elf, the Arakakra, and the, the Tabaxi. No. Unless they fly over your castle walls holding a grappling hook, maybe. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so what's the plan, guys? Well, this is where I think I uh, bow to your superior knowledge of uh, all things uh, stealth and, and surreptitious, although I have walked that line myself in the past. 
Okay, well, first things first, does everyone have night vision? Yes. Or dark vision? I'm not sure that I, I don't believe I do. No. Okay, okay. So I was going to suggest first off that we enter under the cover of night, but maybe dusk is just as good um, as as the guard's eyes are still adjusting. Was The, the guard was human, right? Are, are, were all the employees human? The guard was human. The dragonborn servant oh, yeah. and the snow mm-hmm. elf lord were not human. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we may have an advantage on some of them. They have dark vi- The dragonborn and the elf have dark vision, so... Mm. Would there be any benefit in speaking again to those two centaurs that you were, you befriended the other night? Uh, I, I, I wonder, I wonder. I mean, they were not a fan of uh, the Duke, basically, right? Yep. That's what I'm thinking. If we can use their dislike of the Duke to our advantage, then uh, perhaps if, given that they favor us over the Duke, if there was a way for them to grant us access. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think we should be a little cautious about that as well, because um, certainly, if it's, you know, if it's like an economically destitute town, they might be tempted to turn us in for some sort of reward or something like that. I don't, you know, we, we don't know them. True, true. But uh, so, I mean, I, I didn't take any notes on this map. Uh, I wonder, I presume Raincloud <laughs> has some idea of how to... I had to re-navigate his way to the library. Is there any role we can do each or between us to figure out if we think we'd be able to find our way back to the library if we got inside? Yeah, roll a history check. Oh, a history. Or a survival for Tornin, who's pretty good at navigating with survival. Okay, yeah. okay. I'll just roll and see what I get. I got a 16, and history is minus one, so 15. Roll a history. Oh, 22. I went out lander. I believe our ability with maps is pretty dang good, but no, never mind. If your favorite terrain is the inside of castles. Oh, nat 20 on survival check. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So with a 22 and a natural 20, you feel like your friends remember where you were going. You weren't taking great notes, but they were. Cool. Well, I mean, with the 15, your notes aren't that bad. It was three yeah, rooms. No, but it- How hard can it be? <laughs> But then uh, Raincloud was doing most of the chatter. He was uh, he was uh, buttering the wheels. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> you big wheel butterer. <laughs> Maybe we need to get back into town, uh, talk to a few different people, and just see if we can get any leads. Um, obviously, being very cautious about what we say. I mean, ideally, we'd we'd wander into a tavern. Meet someone who says, anyway, I've got to be up early because a big delivery of stuff is coming into this door that no one ever guards. But. But also, he pointed out, they might turn us in too, so. Yes. Mm. Well, yes, if they if they get paid by us to let us in and then paid by the Duke to turn us in, I can totally see why they would do that. So let's uh, let's not be too hasty to trust. I've been hurt before. What does the grounds around the castle look like? Gardens with butterflies. I'm going to make use of my mask of the wild to blend in with the the to hide among the local fauna. So let's just take a step back. You're currently on the road outside of the gate okay. and the wall. It's about 2 p.m. after your tour and all that blah blah, you know. Mm-hmm. On a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to look around the castle first. 
you're outside of the wall. So just to let you know, there's a big wall. It's got a gate and a guard. So you're outside of a wall. Okay. Uh, what's that like? Is that, what's it like outside the wall? A normal city, like a road. You know, there's houses and roads and buildings and shops. I mean, around the wall. It's a road next to the wall. There's just like a empty space and then a road. Okay. Maybe we could find, I mean, is there any like weak points or bits of wall that look more climbable than others? Or maybe any sort of sewer, sewers with broken gratings or any sort of weak points? What sort of skill would you use to be able to say that? I suppose investigation. I'm, I'm not good at that. I mean, if I could use uh, stealth to do that, that would be great. But I don't really, that doesn't seem realistic. <laughs> <laughs> if I could use animal handling for that, that would be yeah. ideal. But <laughs> All right. So nominate one person to do an investigation check in your party. Definitely not me. Uh, my modifier is only plus one. So without metagaming. <laughs> Beg your pardon. <laughs> How would the party nominate someone to do this? I would say, well... I tell you what, shall I? Uh, I'll I'll take uh, I'll take to the wing and uh, get a bird's eye view of it if you like. Boom. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll the Eric Hawker investigation check. Seventeen plus one, eighteen. Okay. With an eighteen, you find that because the walls are only about twenty feet high. With your investigation, finding the height of the walls all the way around, hmm. you would deduce that a grappling hook would be able to get you over that, and there's a part of the wall that has less busy traffic than other parts of the wall where it might be more successful. Because you rolled a very good investigation check, so you find a low traffic area. Far away from the front gate. Okay. Well, chaps, I believe I found the uh, unofficial back door. And by back door, I mean slightly quieter bit of wall okay what's our plan then uh, we get in we just the three of us sneak to the library find the book based on where the other books by that same author were pocket it and leave done and done right easy right of course there's also a glass ceiling and all of that kind of thing so uh if necessary we can leave via that way oh a literal glass okay i think it was yes i believe there was a a huge amount of... Uh, no, I wasn't talking about some sort of inequality in the workplace. So I literally mean a, a ceiling made of glass. So, so. Yes, you remember a dazzling glass arched dome ceiling in the library. That's exactly the one I remember. Which can't be good for the books, frankly. You're going to fade all of the bindings and whatnot. Unless they've tinted it. This is not necessarily what we're here to talk about. Because he is, of course, an elf, and he's got a dragonborn as one of his close confidants. Darkness isn't necessarily going to aid us in this. Mm. No, but the regular guards, they appear to be human, so... Mm. Well, what I also mean is darkness is going to hinder me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Very true. But I suppose there's always a balance to be struck. I mean, it's winter, it'll be dark in a matter of hours. Yeah, and do we think, is it worth our while spending an hour just trying to gather information from locals? I think that would be well worth our time. All right. So should we split up, take a different tavern each? Sure. Yes, I think that would work. Or is that a terrible idea? No, no. You two seem to be more charismatic than me. I'm going to check out more around the wall around the castle. See if maybe we've... Not, the, not that above the wall, but see if there's any 
other entrances, like a kitchen exit or something. Okay, got Tornin's plan. Silva and Raincloud, what's your plan? Let's stick together. Let's find taverns and maybe just get chatting to people. Maybe start talking, you know, maybe like talking loudly about tyranny and <laughs> societal inequality and see if anyone uh, anyone seems interested. Yes. Maybe raise a glass to the working Joe. Yeah. All right. You return to the same bar that you were in before because why not? Mm. And sure. you repeat the thing where you perform... This time you get approximately 30 gold as well. Hmm. Now people are chatting with you. They're becoming more familiar with this traveling bard. They're very happy that you've come to their bar because it's much more fun with music. (laughs) I inform them that uh, my people uh, developed the ability to store music in in the sky and that if they want to, I can link them to my sound cloud and uh, they'll be able to hear more from me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's good <laughs> um, so you're storing your music in the cloud and then I'm reminded of, yeah yes I was I was, I was. was also uh, reminded that I was glad that Tornum wasn't there because he hates it when I do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you happen upon a orc named Yoshihiro Hongbin he says and he's quite a big fan of your music and you're chatting with him you and your manager. Hmm. Okay. So what do you do, Yoshihiro? Oh, I'm a baker at the local bakery. Hmm. Excellent, excellent. Is, uh, is this place renowned for its fair? The bar we're in? Or my bakery? I, I, I meant this, this town, uh, Ichi. Oh, well, my bakery is definitely my favorite. I'll say that. Wonderful. Are you uh, are you by uh, ducal appointment? No, I don't have much to do with the duke. Ah, no. Not he's uh. People try not to interact with him if they can't help it. He always takes a little mm. bit more than he's owed. Hmm. Ah, and presumably that goes the same for baked goods because uh, I mean we've heard rumors that uh, if it's been baked, he'll have it. He laughs at your joke, and he says, yeah, when we deliver food to the Duke of Ichi, usually it's safest just to deliver it and leave as fast as you can. If he orders two loaves of bread, deliver three and walk away. Does he ever order gigantic birthday cakes? (laughs) Uh, He did for his... I thought that maybe some sort of maid would jump out of. He did for his 300th birthday. That was a good one. And how old is he? Uh, what age is he pushing these days? Oh, that must have been 30 years ago or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> no. um, fascinating. But yeah, I've heard bad stories about people who work with him. Mm. He arranges the contracts so that only he benefits. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Do all his uh, employees live in the, in the castle? It looks rather big. They do. That's a point of pride for him, because they can't escape. Oh, I see. If you can control where they live and who they talk to, it's, yeah, it's one of his strategies. Hmm. I do my best to not interact with the Duke of Ichi. Uh, Yoshihiro Hongbin, the orc baker, says to you. Hmm. As much as I can, I stay away. You know, I've heard that 
he'll do something where he'll blacklist people. If he doesn't like you, he'll punish anyone who does business with you. Hmm. Sounds like a real piece of work. It's So it's rare for people to work for him to be outside of the castle at any given time. Oh, they can go outside. It's just that they live there. Yeah. But they have no property other than that one. Yeah, exactly. I see. There must be people coming and going all the time then. Yeah, it's hard for him to hold on to servants. No, I, I just meant in that people will presumably, once their work is done for the day, leave to go and run errands or, or what have you, and visit friends and family, etc. There must be just sort of, a, you know, its own little set of roads in there going in and out of the place at all times, all hours. I couldn't tell you. Mm. No, 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 of course you'd keep away. But to, to where do you deliver? Just the front gates or? Yep, the front gates. Mm, yes, those rather uh, rather uninspiring-looking guards on the front of them. <laughs> For, forgive me, uh, they probably drink in here, don't they? Let's talk uh, laundry carts. Is that something that... Is the laundry something that happens within the castle? Strange question, I know. I just... Um, I'm writing a book about laundry. He's also investigating performance wear for me, which is a much more normal thing to do than write a book about laundry, but my manager will have his ways. Uh, Yoshihiro is just a, a simple orc baker, so after some chuckles and some shared beers and stories, that's mm. about all you're going to get from him, just to let you okay. know. Well, lovely to speak to you, uh, my man. I, uh, I hope we will cross paths again one day. Yeah, he slaps you on the shoulder, and he's an orc, <laughs> so it kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. Take three points of damage. Yeah, <laughs> Three points of friendly damage. Good, good. Uh, tell you what, I, uh, I I like this tavern. There, are, there aren't, don't happen to be any more. We'd like, like to get a feel for the place. Uh. I'm going to skip back to Tornin. Tornin, ah. you're outside the walls. Roll an investigation check for sewers. Wow, the dice are really liking me today. That's another nat 20. Okay. Uh, with a nat 20, you find a human-sized sewer grate. Good nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> and back to our heroes in the bar. Repeat the second bar, same experience. And now it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. The bars are closing, and you've collected a lot of information. Right. Last call. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Rain cloud, come in, come in. Yes, yes, what is it, old chap? We we know loads of stuff. Oh, so much information. <laughs> we know all the things. I feel like I could do anything right now. <laughs> we, I've got, right, I reckon, right, we go in there. Mm. And when we get the book, Take all his trousers as well. <laughs> I say, you are a dastardly fellow. I've got. I mean, oh, I own, I own all the books, but no trousers. That would certainly, that would certainly <laughs> take him down a peg or two. And I feel, if this man needs one thing, it's to be taken down multiple pegs. Yes, or take his stupid and his. Take his pegs and his trousers. Oh yes, <laughs> he won't be and able to hang his. He would have known to hang his, his trousers. Oh. I, I love this. We're just riffing. We make a good team. I think we make a good team. Do you know what I was thinking? That I was thinking that, <laughs> and I can also use all your spare bits of fur for my nest. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know oh. if we're if we're there quite yet, but yeah, yeah. no, we're there. We're there. Oh. We're, we're, oh, I, we've okay. been there for hours. I see. Oh, mm. Mm. okay. Oh. Let's definitely discuss that at another time. I think we should uh, yes. we should find Tornan and, and see. Book. We should find Tornan and see if he's uh, if he's made any made any friends. Where is Tornan? He's I love him. He's 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 in a tree somewhere, I presume, tied tied to a post. I don't know. He's he's, he's elves. That Who is knows? So Tornan, <laughs> I'm standing right behind you. Oh, so sneaky, Tornan, my oldest, dearest friend. Where have you been? <gasps> You have been in the sewers, and you smell like it. <laughs> Let me guess. In the sewers. Well, I certainly wasn't in a flower shop, if you're asking. <laughs> Unless the flower shop was a big toilet. <laughs> ah! I'm sorry, come on. There's got to be another bar. There's got to be another bar open around here somewhere. Come on, what kind of a town is this at all? We don't need. I found a way in. Oh, Oh, yes, of course. Okay, um... Mm. You toured dro- Yes, okay, um... So, Rainclyde takes a massive swig from his water skin and kind of gives himself a few slaps. He's like, yes, 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 we have a job. job Excuse to me a minute. And Silver walks around and you just hear so... He's drunk, isn't he? <laughs> yes, for- forgive me, I... He comes back shuddering and just, uh... Trying to put his feathers back with just a small amount of secretion, just going, uh... Forgive me, it's uh, it does take me the wrong way sometimes, but I uh, I assure you, I'm all better now. Let me guess, you were, you were feeding your young behind that corner. <laughs> I thought I spied some orphans, and yes, and they suffice to say they are full, and they've gone, and you'll never find them. Are you sure okay. you don't want to steal his pants? I we're just here for a book. No, no, he he must be taught a lesson, a pantsless lesson. <laughs> let's maybe put the pants thing in the in the nice to have column. You know, let's 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 not lose sight of our main objective. If we find the, a washing no, line right, right. with errant pants, we I say we take the pants and all the pegs. The pegs, the pants, the book. Not in that order. Got it. <laughs> Precisely. I found a sewer entrance that should do our needs rather well. Wonderful. Perfect. Tornin shows you a sewer entrance that's human-sized. Oh. Oh, it stinks. It stinks down here. Oh, God. Oh. Yes. Oh, they're walking through it. <laughs> oh. Pardon me a mm. moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. oh, okay. Better out than in. <laughs> it's times like this I wish I wore shoes. Oh, no. Oh. It's times oh. like this I wish Not I didn't have so much fur on my feet. Oh. oh, no. You emerge from the sewers, having bypassed all perimeter security along the wall with Tornin's handy-dandy human-sized sewer grate, and are now standing inside the walls in the gardens right outside the house. Mm. Neither of you two would happen to know prestidigitation, do you? Afraid not. Not a very magic-y kind. I don't have a single spell in my head. I knew that the bards typically get spells, that's why I was asking. Oof. I could viciously mock you clean, but that seems unlikely to work. 
Rainclad is gonna like try and wipe off his his feet on the on the grass, <laughs> clean himself up a little. Uh make a animal handling check ah. <laughs> <laughs> for handling myself. Okay, that's a fourteen. That's a fourteen. <laughs> you get all the sludge off. Yeah, he's a cat cat. You find it a nice ornamental pond to wash your your feet <laughs> off in. Are there any koi in this pond? Not for long. They're sleeping. <sighs> okay. Um, we have a job. We have a job to do. Eyes on the prize. Come on. It's trousers, then pegs, then bu- no, book, then trousers, then pegs. Okay. So do we we know which way the the library is? Yes. I pretty, I pretty much have a good memory of which way we are supposed to go. Looking at the mansion, you see a large glass dome... So there's a square room that has a glass ceiling for the greenhouse and swimming pool. And then there's a bit of normal roof. And then there's a large glass dome. So you can tell even from the outside of this building exactly where the library is. Is there any entrances into the greenhouse swimming pool area? If you're asking if there's an exterior door, there's not. But there is a glass ceiling. Hmm. Maybe we could get on top of the dome... I could use one of my claws to cut out a circle of glass. I I was thinking the same with my, my talon. Uh, I mean, honestly, my, my claws aren't going to cut glass, but maybe we could... We can't silently smash through the glass, can we? No, we cannot. No. However, if we were to break the glass in the greenhouse, that's probably further away from any ears than the library... Is it... Beg your pardon. Is it, um, it's a glass sort of domed ceiling. Mm-hmm. Does it have any openings or window-esque bits on the way down, or is it sort of just a solid crystal palace sort of thing? There are metal support structures. You're not sure from standing under them if any of them opened while you were there earlier today. Gotcha. Or what if we just tried to go through the front door? I mean, it's... Yeah. What do we know Can... based on based on our tour of the place? Like, is it... A very convoluted route to the to the library, or is it just like just there? He's trying to hide from ghosts, so it is a very convoluted mm. route. <laughs> of course, of course. Silver suggests that he take a quick flight up onto the actual glass dome to see if there are any openings um, or any places that can open, and if it looks as if it would be. St- and if the openings can be accessed by a uh, grappling hook or similar for the non-flyers. Silva flies up onto the roof and examines the glass dome of the library. You look through the glass and you can see far, far below comfortable chairs and walls of books. Go ahead and make some kind of check with your skills to see and tell me what you're trying to do- to accomplish. Okay, I will... Do an investigation check to see what the structure is, whether it's a sort of a solid single piece structure or whether it's got moving parts, for want of a better term. Mm. That is a uh, 15. Oh, yeah. With the 15, it's not a solid single piece. There are Mm. metal scaffolds, a grid, that are holding Mm. all of these glass pieces together. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... You wouldn't break the entire dome by breaking one. Oh, I see. So, yes, and sort of 
presumably within that investigation, he gets an idea for sort of how thick and sturdy the glass is, mm-hmm. how how it might hold up to, say, the the butt of a sword or or a a, a uh, useful rock or possibly even um, small decorative statue. It looks so delicate with your high investigation roll that you'd be afraid to step on it. Ah, so it's not a load-bearing affair. Hmm. Uh, Silver flies back to his uh, companions and shares the information with them, uh, pointing out that it probably wouldn't be a good idea to fling a grappling hook at it, and climbing up the side of it would be a uh, an unwise idea because of how sort of thin the glass is. Well, there's, so it's a flat roof, and then there's a All glass right. dome. There's flat mm. Oh, I see. Dome. Oh, right. I see. So what if you just flew the grappling hook up there and set it, and then we could climb up instead of having to throw it up anyways? Well, yes, that would definitely work. If we were, if all three of us were able to be on the roof, we could easily remove, or we might even be able to talon or claw out a panel set it aside, and then rappel down into the library, is my understanding of what I've just checked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that plan. Hmm. So if we can find... If we can all get onto the flat roof somehow, which I'm sure with your uh, the stealth and the what have you will uh, not be too difficult, it means we don't have to walk down a series of ghost trap corridors and... Yeah, if we can... Yeah? Uh, quick question. Um, uh, were there any lights on in the library? And was there anyone in there, or did it look... There were closed? not, and there was not. There were no people. There were comfortable chairs, so if we do fall the last few feet, then it should be soft enough. Okay. For those of us who can't glide gracefully to the ground. Well, then maybe it should be the two of us going down, since we can see better down there. Absolutely. And you, yeah, I'd be reluctant to split the party, but sure. I mean, you stay close by just in case we need reinforcements. But your problem is you're you can't see in the dark. We can, we can we can find find some light sources down there to light up if we to let you come down. But I think it would be best what, if the two of us. Did I? Forgive me, DM. Did I remember? Did I notice if there was like say a fire lit in there or anything like that? It's completely dark in the library. A small beam of okay. moonlight illuminates part of the room, but the rest is in shadow. Right. I have shadow. Ho- hooded. Okay. I have ho- two hooded lanterns. I have one hooded lantern. No, I've yeah, I have one hooded lantern. So you can use that. Um, that works ah. too. Okay. My, my concern. My concern here is the noise that it would make smashing the glass. Uh, I have one ridiculous plan uh, for dealing with that, but I don't think it'll work. Which is. <laughs> cover it in wax from my candle and then use my hammer to smash it and maybe the wax will do something to deaden the sound and or hold the glass pieces together well we'll work that out when we get up there so sure well if if it is indeed um if it's so thin and delicate then perhaps a claw or a talon could actually penetrate it as you were sort of joking about earlier Mm. and if others are there the speed and uh, you know to to catch it as it falls through it it doesn't involve wax but it might work it'd be so cool if it works oh yeah all right so um 
You have the grappling hook. Yes. Yes, I will. Uh, I will take your grappling hooks and I will uh, attach them to the sturdy flat roof. They are attached. And, uh, With an oh, expert attached. hand guiding them, there's no reason why they wouldn't be firmly secured. Well, there you go. I tie it to a chimney stack or similar. Yeah, it's secure. So I'm gonna start climbing. I guess I gotta make an athletics check, right? Mm-hmm. And a stealth check. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make those as well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And the only role the Arakaka needs to make is the stealth check. As you all uh-huh. theoretically are walking on this roof. First athletics check. That's an eleven for the athletics Ooh. check. Okay, you fall <laughs> off the it. first time. <laughs> Twenty two. 17 and uh, 5 mod. That's a 15. 16. You make it up the rope. I got 10. 10. You also fall off the first time. It's that wax on your furred fingers. You slide right back down. Must be. But I got a 27 on uh, stealth. Okay, so you're not heard when you do that. 15 on stealth. 15 on stealth. Okay, so you don't notice anyone noticing you. So, Raincloud, when you fall off, do you immediately just start washing yourself as if it didn't happen? As if what didn't happen? <laughs> exactly. Did you fall on your feet? <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturellement. So, one way or another, you're all on the roof. Okay. How's the view? The view is lovely. <laughs> You've never seen such a beautiful garden. <laughs> yes, yes, that's one for your etchings book, but... Uh, a few chaps can have a look further down in there. Uh, you might be able to spot something I couldn't, but I, it appears to be, to my mind, and to my perfectly average eyes, um, absolutely clear of any uh, any unwanted attention. Can I roll a perception check to see to look down through the glass and see what I see? Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's a five modified to ten. He seems to be telling the truth. That's what you see as well. Okay. And maybe we should have one last look to see if there's not like just one that one of these panes of glass is a window that swings open or something like that. <laughs> just just gently invites us in. <laughs> yeah. Would that be an investigate check? Yeah, but that was already made on this glass pretty high. Okay. So just to let you know, uh, yeah. like it, the result was that you find there are panes of glass held together by a metal scaffold. And you wouldn't necessarily, like, feel comfortable stepping on these panes of glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wouldn't trust your weight on them. But you don't know. Hmm. So what if we tried to pry out the glass and prevent it from falling? Yeah. I do have a crowbar. Yeah, th- yeah me too. We might need something a little more, uh... <laughs> a little more delicate, perhaps. I have climbing spikes... I pull out a dagger. Okay. Hmm. So everybody justify you're trying to remove the window pane, the glass pane from its scaffolding support. So justify the tool you're using and the role that you're doing to do it with. <laughs> as you all work on a pane of glass. I have a dagger as well, actually. I'm going to use uh, the dagger and let me see. Slice of hand. Yeah, you're dexterously trying to wedge yeah. in the dagger at the right angle, sure. And again, you can okay. do anything you want. If you want to do your wax thing, just tell me you're doing it, and I'll let you know if it works or not. I'll wait till one of the less crazy plans goes first. 
I'm going to do it on the opposite side from him, so we're both doing it on... Oh, okay. We're assisting each other, so... All right, okay. 15, 18. 18 sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. That's a 23. 23 sleight of hand. All right, so you find that it's not about strength, it's about angle. As you lever the uh-huh. dagger into the to the slight gap between the glass and its scaffolding, and you pop it right out. So, yeah. So we set aside mm-hmm. set aside the glass. There's a two-foot-by-two-foot two hole in the domed arch glass bubble thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that should, uh, that should do for all of that. And you say there's sort of scaffolding in there. Is the scaffolding suitable for holding the weight of a uh, someone our size? How would you know? I thought I'd investigated it, but all right. Um, let's have... Um, oh, there it is. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to investigate it, aren't I? You did investigate it. It's just like, are you pushing your feet on it? Are you, you know... Yes. What, yeah, what well, are you physically doing, role-playing, to test out oh, right. this situation? Oh, beg your pardon. Well, um, on account of the fact that Silver is able to not be daunted by long drops, uh, Silver suggests that he climb in and perch on one of the scaffold beams and then if that seems sturdy enough perhaps his companions can repel one at a time down a rope as well i'm gonna roll the Mm -hmm. luck check and i'm gonna see if the scaffolding holds you okay if it's a 10 and above then as you stand on that glass dome it holds your weight and that's a 13 you stand on the glass (sighs) dome and it holds your weight it doesn't crumple Mm. like an inverted bell and send shards of glittering glass to the floor. (laughs) Well, it looks like the diet's working for me. I'm very pleased about that. Do you chaps feel comfortable doing it this way, or...? You look at your friend just standing on it and occasionally jumping on it, and he seems fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's try... If if it holds him, hopefully it'll do the job. I'm actually slightly unclear on what we're doing here. Um, are we going to shimmy down with, with a rope? Yes. Well, you two are. Okay, and where is the rope? Is, the, is, it the, is it, What are we attaching? The, are we going grappling hook or tying a rope to something? Well, I, I figured that because you've got a rope each that's mm. currently attached, either grappling or tied, one of those can be repurposed. And then, oh, okay, okay. And then you can repel down the same one when we get back up out of here. Assuming we leave the same way, mm. you can both climb up that rope, leap out, take that rope with you, and then rappel down the same rope one at a time, leaving behind only one rope, if that makes sense. Okay. How far down is it? It is 30 feet down maximum, right? Like, it's just a normal... Okay, we can leave our ropes tied off where they currently are, and... Yeah. Yeah, if that works, yeah, let's do that. But maybe, um, maybe we should... Use one. Use the same rope together to get down, and then uh, pull up the other rope so that it's not obvious to any guards, and then we can kind of escape from the roof safely. Does that make sense? That sounds like a plan. Okay. They agree, so they do it. You shimmy okay. down the rope one at a time, and then your flying friend, who seems to be having Skype problems, <laughs> probably would agree to lift that rope back up onto the roof. I'm going to say that he can even untie the grappling hook for you and return your grappling hook to your inventory. 
if you're interested. If not, you can leave it up there. Uh, so we have one rope that's tied up that we are shimmying down on. Yeah. And we can get back up with that. Okay. All right. So you're leaving think, that rope. I think that's fine. Tied. Okay. Got it. So you're leaving yeah. the rope tied and hanging through the hole in the dome. Yeah. And I'll take my grappling hook and rope because who knows? We not we might not leave this way. And it's a very nice grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are your passive perceptions? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, 15. That is a 14. Okay. Uh, neither of you see anything. And our friend who's having connection issues also doesn't see anything. Oh, that's okay. good. Uh, so are we down on the floor of the library now? You are. It's dark. There are bookshelves rising all the way up to the ceiling, just like there were before. Again, not very useful, but very decorative. Yeah, I didn't get a sense of how big is this library, and are we close to the main entrance that we would have come in through earlier? It is 50 feet wide by 50 feet long and a square Mm -hmm. and you're two rooms from the front door of the building and but how many how far well yeah okay okay but we're in the middle of the room basically so we're 25 feet from the door to the library roughly yeah okay okay um and is it carpeted or wood is it going to be easy to stealth around here i'm gonna roll a dice okay it's carpeted okay excellent so i guess we look for the book in the place where the other Rin Tiberi Moon volumes were stored, right? Yeah. The snow leopard tabaxi walks over to the place where earlier in the day, or yesterday? It's some time ago, he saw... Oh, is it Sunday night? Yes, it is. Oh, you guys have to get Mm. this done tonight, then? Oh, man. Yes, we do. (laughs) Oh, welcome back. Hello. I have no idea what happened. You're standing on the carpeted floor of the library, looking... At the place where earlier you had seen the books, The Pandemonium Prison Predicament by Rin Tiberi Moon. It's, and then in parentheses, not. It's Not a Trap by Rin Tiberi Moon and Jailbreak by Rin Tiberi Moon. Okay. What was the first one called again? Sorry. The Pandemonium Prison Predicament. Okay. Hmm. And what's your passive perception, my flying friend? Passive perception, what would that be? Your perception plus ten. That would be ten. Alrighty. You don't notice. Let's roll the dice. Okay. Tornin, you're looking at the bookshelf, reaching out a hand for another book, preparing or planning to hold it up to your face, because you, with your dark vision, can simply read the cover and the title. When, as your hand reaches out, an arrow sprouts from the book that you're reaching to. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. It was never going to be that easy, was it? <laughs> never is. It never is. 18. 16. <laughs> Nine. They get a surprise round on you. Oh. You... <laughs> Again, the arrow sprouts from next to Tornin's hand, and... I'm going to roll for this so that it's fair. Oh, gosh, Tornin. I'm sorry. Tornin, a second arrow is coming at you, but not at your hand. So, does a 12 hit your AC? No, it does not. Good, good. Okay. A second arrow strikes the bookshelf inches from your body. You can feel the wood bumping into you because it was just that close to you as it 
strikes its mark and vibrates a bit. Tornin, you're up. I spin around and pull out my bow. What do I see? You have dark vision, right? Yes. You see two centaurs, who you met earlier. I might have forgotten to say this. She has one eye larger than the other. And the other centaur, her brother, has sticky, outy ears. There you go. You've gotten their physical descriptions. Hmm. They both fired upon you. Ah, so this is... Uh, where you work. Sabora doesn't... She doesn't have dark vision. They don't have dark vision. And she shouts at the shadowy figure, Stop! Thief! I am... I didn't really befriend these two, so my character is... I'm going to return fire. <laughs> Are you firing lethally or non-lethally? These guys tried to shoot me, so my character's firing lethally. Wow, Tornin's a bad guy. All right. <laughs> Just so that my players all know, there's no disadvantage to firing non-lethally in my games. There's no like mechanical reason to do that. That is a 16... When someone tries to kill me, I return the favor. Who are you firing at? I guess the one with the bigger eye. The lady who shot a warning shot next to your hand. Okay, okay. the other one. I, I can't tell. I turned my back <laughs> was turned. I can't tell which right. one shot me. So. No, no, no. Okay, you hit her. Don't worry. It's okay. How much damage do you do? Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Got it. Oh, the math is so much easier. We do level 20 adventures and then level one adventures, like back to back one week after another. Oh, yeah. So I had to do 600 and something hit points for the previous game. And now I'm at, I'm looking at a number that I can just do the math in my head. Uh, yeah. So how much damage was that? Um, Seven points of damage. Okay. I have written down their hit points number. Your arrow hits her. I guess you were going for lethally. So it hits her. In her chest, right below her left shoulder, as you were trying to kill her. Uh, she's not happy about that. <laughs> Raincloud. Uh, oh, Tornin, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Raincloud, you're up. Um, okay. How far away are these two? They are 50 feet from you because they're coming in from the right door on the room, and you guys were on the left wall looking at the books. Okay. Yeah, I am going to um, use my feline agility, which... Mm, no, I'm not, sorry. I'm going to dash up to them. 50 feet? Oh, wow. Okay, you run all the way up to them. I can dash 60, so yeah, I run up to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I say, Albrecht, Simora, it's so great to see you. I, I, what, a, <laughs> what a horrible confusion we found ourselves in. Oh, my word, you look like you've injured yourself. Can I, can I help you there? Uh, so you're trying to persuade them to not fight you? Mid-combat, yes. After I just shot one of them. I'm foregoing, I'm foregoing the pre-rolled crit that I had as well. <laughs> uh, well, so I'm just going to ask the players. Players? Mm-hmm. Are you okay if to get one round of combat in, it takes them a moment to remember your faces? Because I don't want to deprive you entirely of combat. I've heard some people say that if they get if they play a game of D&D and they don't get any combat in, they uh, feel like they didn't really get to play D&D. So I like that you're role-playing, that you've met them before, and that you remember their faces and stuff. And I'm going to say that they're... I'm going to give it like a one-round delay. Like, Okay. Yeah. That way we, we still get one sure. round of combat in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
So fine. A look of roll roll your persuasion check. So let's see if this succeeds, okay. and let's okay. see if she remembers you. Are you talking to Samora or Albrecht? I'm. I was well. I'm talking to Samora because she got hit, right? Yeah, she got hit. Of course, uh, after foregoing, after gallantly foregoing my natural twenty, I then rolled a two, which puts me oh, up no. to a total, a total of uh, <laughs> six. My persuasion. Oh no! Okay, yeah, well, I guess it just doesn't work do then. <laughs> no, so sure doesn't. She nope. she doesn't recognize you. It's dark, and she doesn't have any dark vision at all. So she's like, she sees a shadowy figure running at her, and you. I'm sorry, but you dashed at her, and she did just get hit by an arrow in her chest. So she. That's like a fatal spot to shoot an arrow at. She's quite aware. So she, um, uh, I think she ducks when you run at her. And because she ducks, she totally misses what you said. She hides, okay. she dashes behind a chair. She's like, you know, dodge. <laughs> but you can try again later. Yep. After rain cloud, it's Silva. Silva? You're not sure yes. exactly what's going on in the combat. You've got one person trying to kill these people and the other person in your party mm. trying to befriend these people. Because of their mm. actions, neither of them is very succeeding. <laughs> so, no. Um, and you can free talk so, with your friends, by the way. Um, I don't. Oh, right. I don't take like your turn for talking to your comrades. Oh, I see. I ask for a uh, an update because I have no visuals whatsoever. <laughs> You're yeah. completely blind. Is- yeah, absolutely blind. Oh yep. no! So I ask. Uh, I ask for a uh, a quick pricey of what exactly is happening. We're under attack. Because all I've heard is thup. I've just heard thup, thup. Ah! And then, and that's about it. So um, is we're it under possible, attack. Is it possible for me to retcon that I lit uh, my lantern with my with my uh, free object interaction? Uh, yes. So okay. you can see, Silva, you can see a, a light at the right mm. wall of this room. Illuminating Mm -hmm. some shiny hooves, illuminating two Mm -hmm. centaurs, one of whom has Mm -hmm. an arrow sprouting from where her heart would be if she were of human anatomy. Gotcha. Silva uses whatever um, ambient light there is to move somewhere slightly less in the open because clearly the centaurs don't know who they are. But he does have... One thing that should cut through all the noise of battle to remind them exactly of who they are. So, Silverstar. (laughs) So he starts uh, shredding in the corner uh, in the hope that they recognise the particular stylings of Silver the... The currently half-blinded um, <laughs> bird bard. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because you did play for them previously, I'm going to say that they both recognize you. And in now their turn would have been next and they would have fired arrows upon you. But we've got two out of the three people saying that they don't want to do a combat. So I'm going to listen to my party and say that they recognize you. They, they're like, oh, that's who was shouting at us earlier. The snow leopard. <laughs> With the bird bard. (laughs) I got it. And uh, they they lower their bow and arrow and they do not fire. Tornin, we're back to you. So far, you've fired to kill upon (laughs) Samora Eckberg. It was my reaction to being shot at. So I 
see them lowering their bows and lower mine. I was just, just a reaction. That's all it was. Uh, are you apologizing to Samara when you say that? It was a reaction. That's all it was. I'm sorry. I was simply reacting to being shot at. I don't take it very well. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, she's not particularly good at medicine, and there's an arrow coming out of her. So let's now exit battle order. Hmm. You guys have ended the battle. Her brother runs up to her and attempts to remove the arrow. Again, without a lot of medicine, if you guys can help in any way, he's he's going to do more damage than good by doing this. Is anybody good at medicine? Nope. No. But I'm willing to roll. I've got a plus one, isn't it? I mean, I I know how to patch up a wound. <laughs> I imagine I probably only really know how to deal with my species. I have a plus two, so I'm going to give it at least a try. Ooh. I'm the one who caused the injury in the first place. Yeah, you are the one who shot her, so she looks a bit apprehensive about this. <laughs> a 21. <laughs> A 21! All right, so you remove the arrow without doing further damage, and it seems like she's going to heal up just fine. So, I'm, I'm, as the DM, I'm kind of sad because I did two different archer stats. So here's my page. I had, I had precise aim and padded <laughs> shoes and nimble escape and slippery as reactions. I had these battle stats all ready to go, but okay. All right, you've talked your way out. This is what happens when you let when you let an artist onto your uh, you let a creative onto your team, and all of a sudden <laughs> it's all just holding hands and stuff in it. <laughs> That's okay. I'll set this page aside. Now you know what it feels like when the party tries to avoid combat as much as possible. That's fine. Hey, however you guys want to play it. I I don't know if the audience is aware of this. I've written out like four or five different endings to this, and I look forward <laughs> to whatever the one you guys choose. Oh. Okay, so uh, they are a little unhappy to see you inside their castle. Mm. I will say that Albrecht looks sternly down upon you. Centaurs are very tall. And says, why are you breaking into our castle? A job. It's a, Nothing it's a, personal. Yes, it's nothing personal at all. It's a simple matter of um, expanding our knowledge um, and making ourselves the best traveling group of entertainers that we can be. There's a particular volume in this library that we meant to get a hold of, and after your boss didn't seem amenable to parting ways with it, we were simply left with no choice but to try and sneak in, unseen, ideally not shed any blood or ruffle any feathers, as it were, and then just sneak <laughs> yeah. off into the night again. Yes, it's called Truth in Comedy by Closely Delson. It's a very important book for performers. <laughs> okay, make a deception check. Uh, can we help each other? That yeah, since I think you just helped him. <laughs> I think. Uh, we, yeah, no, we helped each other, so yeah, yeah, a deception check. Yeah, so one person rolling with advantage. Oh, I'll just... Oh, right. I'll Go for it. roll that again. Uh, uh, dirty 20. 20 is pretty high for a level one party. Yeah, you succeed. Right. You trick them. And what was the name of the book that you're looking for again? <laughs> Truth and Comedy by Closely Delson. Okay. So and they... <laughs> Messy Susan as well, I think, was part of that book as well. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she never got the credit. <laughs> Samora is honestly a bit done with all of this. She's been shot. She's... She just wants to recover. So she's like, you're here for one book. 
Really? Well, oh, the, well there is another any, book that I had my... Sorry. Yeah, I had my eye on another one. Um, oh, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah, it's a Rin Tiberi Moon book, but it's not one of the ones that we could find. It's called uh, uh, The Snooty Murcoin, I believe. Okay, so you're just here for a book or two? Yes. That's it? And then you'll leave? Unless you have any recommendations. Uh, yes, no, 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 we'll, we'll absolutely leave. The way we came in, you, no one will ever know. And um, just in case uh, you should uh, need to see a, a physician, then uh, this should cover your costs. And uh, he slips uh, 10 gold into her, uh, well, any pockets that happens to be present. Awkward. Um... <laughs> into a saddlebag, baby. Okay, yeah, I guess go. the saddlebag's pretty far away. Um, yeah, she no, doesn't no, kick no, no, you, no, but... No, no. Not, not, oh not my gosh, doing... oh my gosh. No, Roll an animal handling check. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see if she kicks you. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a nine. Okay, no, it's really rude to put things in other people's pockets. So she stops you halfway and accepts the gold in her hand like a normal person? Okay. <laughs> okay. And she accepts the gold, and she's like, you have one hour. If you're not out of here by then, we're going to shoot you for real. A very fair and reasonable request. Thank you. I have uh, one question. Uh, where do where does he keep the, the super fancy rare books? I think this might be in with those. This time, Albrecht answers. And he's like, shrug? And he's going to go tend to his sister, who is injured. So they're going to leave you now. And they leave the library. Clip-clop, clip-clop. And... Very sad DM points out that she makes no sound when she moves because of her padded shoes. <laughs> That's how we didn't hear the clip-clops uh, earlier, I suppose. Yeah, and Albrecht is slippery, which means that if an attack on him misses, he moves five feet away without provoking an opportunity attack. So you're alone in the library. <laughs> Tell me what you do. Silver takes one of the hooded lanterns and scans the shelf where the other Rintibri Moon titles are. Do some kind of skill and I'll tell you what you find. I suppose it's investigation, isn't it? That Or perception, whatever's higher. <laughs> uh, critical one. Oh, you, um... <laughs> Set myself on fire. <laughs> no. no, no. Um, okay. you knock some books off of the wall and are so distracted by putting them back on that you... Spend a good 10 minutes doing that. For Tornin, <laughs> how are you investigating the library? Are there any glass cases or anything where valuable books would be kept? There are not. Okay. I'm going to look at the names on the books. Are they in Kevin alphabetical order or just hodgepodge? Alphabetical order. Okay, what's the name of the author again? Rin Tibri Moon. Okay, I'm going to look for the M section. Okay, I mean, again, you see the Pandemonium Prison Predicament by Rin T. Barry Moon. You see its parentheses not a trap by Rin T. Barry Moon. And you see Jailbreak by Rin T. Barry Moon. So they're not here. Uh-oh. Uh, so you're standing um, in front of the bookshelf looking at it? Yes. All right. Well, that's what you're up to. Now for our snow leopard friend. He knows, and he just saw, that one of you has knocked over a lot of books and is picking them up, and the other is standing in front of a bookshelf looking inquisitively at the Rin Tiberi Moon section, which lacks the book of interest. 
Okay, well, I think what Raincloud wants to do is um, have a look around and find if there is any sort of a section for, like, really special fancy books. And if not, maybe try to find some sort of a secret door to such an area. There's no special section for secret fancy books. So what are you up to? I guess I'm going to try and figure if I can find some sort of, like, classic pull-the-book-down door (laughs) type thing. And I'm going to try and find that by seeing if there's anywhere on the carpet that looks like it's had, like, a swinging door or some sort of... (laughs) Perturbance. <laughs> okay. Um, roll a check. Any kind okay. of check that you'd like and justify it. I'm going to go perception because he's a cat. He's, you know, he knows about carpets and things. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's a 17. With a 17, you see that one section of the carpet is smushed down flatter than other sections of the carpet right near the wall, near the bookshelf where a secret door would swing open. I excitedly try every possible book in that bit of shelf. (laughs) You're pulling books down one by one, and one book seems a bit stuck. Oh! I I unstick it. (laughs) You pull harder. As the book tilts, the shelf next to it swings aside, revealing a narrow, dark passage. (gasps) Gentlemen, I think I found something. Okay. Silver places the last book that he has knocked (laughs) over back on it. And spins around and uh, congratulates Rain Cloud. This really has been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember, since I was a kid, to find one of these cool little secret <laughs> doors. I just, I'm gushing right now. I'll stop. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Please lead the way. <clears throat> yes, I shall. Rain Cloud steps into the narrow, dark passage. You've discovered a tiny room. There is a tiny bed, a tiny writing desk, and a tiny shelf with candles, paper, ink, and pen. It's about halfling-sized, all of this stuff. Hmm. It does it, is the book we're looking for there? Do some kind of check, and I'll okay, tell you perception. what happens. <laughs> uh, Everybody ooh, should in this room, and tell me what you're perceiving. Yeah. Again, there's a tiny bed, a tiny writing desk, and a tiny shelf. I'm checking out the shelf with a 19. Okay. Uh, You find candles, paper, ink, and pen. You would deduce from this that if someone were, I don't know, to be writing, they could light the candles and use the paper, ink, and pen to write. I got a seven, and I think that just means I'm marveling at how cute the tiny bed is. (laughs) The (laughs) tiny bed is super adorable, and it's made. (laughs) It also... A seven's not, like, the best thing ever, so I'm not going to tell you very much. But it's all very dusty in here. Hmm. Yep. Seven's not great, so you don't get more than that. And uh, twelve. Silva, what are you examining, and how are you examining uh, it? Silva is examinate, uh, examining, examining the desk, uh, possibly if there's any drawers or storage similar, but with a twelve. Oh. You pull open the drawer, and you hear an odd rustling sound with your twelve. Yeah, that's high enough. When you pull open oh. the drawer, you hear a weird cracking sound or rustling sound. Mm. Tilting the the lantern, uh, Silver reaches in to see what the drawer contains. The drawer is empty, so when you reach inside, you don't find anything. Disappointed, you go to close the drawer, and again you hear that odd, crackling, weird sound. Is it possible for Silver to remove the drawer completely? Silva removes the drawer completely, and you see, once you've pulled the drawer out of the desk on the underside of it, 
you find where aged glue no longer securely holds a hidden piece of paper to the bottom of the drawer. Dry and flaky due to age, the glue has disintegrated, and you are able to hold the paper in your hands. Do you read it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm so proud of you guys for investigating. Yay. (laughs) Assuming it's in a language uh, Silver can can understand. In common, you find the following. Hmm. Schoolmaster equals the classroom. Conversation equals voices rant on. Listen equals silent. Astronomer equals moon starer. The eyes equals they see. A gentleman equals elegant man. Funeral equals real fun. It's a series of anagrams. Hmm. Oh, so what does snooty Mercoin translate to? Yay, my players are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it and you can't get Smurf out of it, so... Uh... <laughs> this is the first time I've ever almost succeeded at any puzzle ever. I'm terrible at these. <laughs> oh, what were the names of the other two books by Rin Tiberi Moon? Uh, those are some of our past adventures. The Pandemonium Prison Predicament, It's Not a Trap, okay. and Jailbreak are all Fire Breathing Kittens adventures. Okay, so they are not anagrams of... That's the inside uh, joke there, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, they're not... Uh, uh, right. Is Rin Tiberi Moon a, uh, a, uh, an anagram? No, it looks too... Who knows? But Snooty Murcoin, and that's with a hyphen. It is, yeah. Uh, it could not be, if that helps. I don't know. Oh, fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to know how integral that was. Nope, okay. not not integral. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Interesting. So, um, so are we finding... Uh, uh, do we feel, as a group, that there is more to find in this room? Is there a sort of um, bedside table or anything, or is it just the desk in the bed and the uh, chair and the shelf? I, I had a look. I couldn't find it more. I don't know. I think we've pretty much rinsed this place for information, haven't we? But yeah, it's uh, it it seems like a Smurf-sized writer would once have been here, but given the dust everywhere, it's no one's been in it for a while. Mm-hmm. I imagine if we'd found out the name of that Smurf, this would be a lot more. This would be a lot easier. We did. Someone said it. Oh, was it mm-hmm. yeah, Enrico Bart? It was Enrico Bart. Oh, Enrico and Mercoin are. Isn't that's an anagram? There's, and, well, that's there's Enrico. No, e. no Ercoin. There's no e. There's yes, no there e in Snooty Mercoin. Yes, there is. What's M-E-R- how do you spell coin? Oh, is it M E R? I yeah. beg your pardon. So Ercoin is Enrico. And then we have Snooty mm. M. So Snooty M. Is that correct? Yeah. Enrico. Yeah. Snooty M. Uh, moon. Moon. And S-T-Y. Sty Moon. What's the uh, name? What's, what's uh, Enrico's... Uh, Enrico Bart. Bart. That's his surname. So we can then cross off uh, uh, Moon. So then we have... The remaining letters are S-T and Y. Uh, is there any clues maybe in the other and the other anagrams? We can S T Y. Does that doesn't sty? Oh, is there a pigsty in this place? <laughs> no, you guys have <laughs> no? have gone down an interesting path. Okay, uh, the DM will tell we, you that we... Enrico is correct. Enrico, okay. yeah, I feel like I should reward you a little bit. 
Enrico. So we have M-S-T-Y, Enrico. right? Uh, oh, it could be Enrico, my snoot. We have S-N-O-T-Y-M-O and I as the letters are left after we remove Enrico from the... I will repeat the puzzle because it's always good to give you guys more time to think. It's uh-huh. The book title is spelled S-N-O-O-T-Y mm-hmm. M-E-R-C-O-I-N mm-hmm. Okay. And Enrico is spelled E-N-R-I-C-O. Ah, Enrico, my snoot. Maybe it's a uh, biography. Because <laughs> it doesn't fit my story, but it's nearly mm. there. Is there anything to be said for the word moon appearing in our remaining letters? Uh, it's Sti- not supposed to. That's a fun... Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Because, yeah, because that's, that's a quite a nice red herring right. with the M-U-N. <laughs> so, is, so are we... Are we? Would this potentially be a, a reveal that... Rin Tibri Moon all along was Enrico Bart. Are we dealing with a pen name and someone who doesn't want this to be known? You've got quite the theories, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I re- if when we take out Enrico, we've got Snooty M, right? Am I correct? Yeah, Snooty M. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Moon, moons, tune, they don't exist yet. Is not... Uh, Now the I's been used in Enrico. Mm. You're right. Uh, My snoot. My... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm still banking on it being my snoot, personally, but... (laughs) My snoot, Enrico. (laughs) The audience is probably thinking about it. (laughs) It's like Enrico, Enrico colon, my snoot. It's like, you know... (laughs) Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And it's the only thing you can see. (laughs) So much. Well, something for you guys to think about. Isn't it? Um, Well, we have... uh, We don't have the book. Uh, We still need to find it. So, I don't know. You've already found one secret passageway, Raincloud. Any any ideas? Uh... Well, okay, my theory is that that is not the name of the book, but the name of the book that we were given is a clue to something else. Hmm. Oh, sorry, just to interrupt, have we investigated the bed? A little, yeah. Would it be prudent to do more, or is it probably fine? You investigate and find that it is dusty. Ah. It looks like Tornin is trying to show me something, but I can't see what it is. I'm working out the anagram, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. That was just was on the back of my uh, paper that I was that I was using. Sorry. Mm. Yep. No worries. Uh, could you read out all the other anagrams very quickly again, please? Schoolmaster equals the classroom. Conversation equals voices rant on. Listen equals silent. Astronomer equals moon starer. The eyes equals they see. A gentleman equal elegant man. Funeral equals real fun. Okay, so. All of those are either the same meaning or the opposite meaning, like real fun and funeral or elegant man and whatever the other one was. So what is either the exact same? What's what's Snooty Murcoin the opposite of? What's the opposite of Snooty Murcoin? Like a land dwelling coin that's like really down to earth? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really got his feet on the ground, yeah. As I hinted at, I'm terrible at puzzles. First thing was a flu. Yeah, land dwelling banknote. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about Enrico, by the way? Uh, 
between other has he movies. gone by any other names yes yes <laughs> uh, he was uh, son of son of the moon oh oh okay 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 so we still have snooty m we have moon except for we, we already used S-T-Y. up the n from enrico from for enrico no there's there's two n's there's two. coin and snooty so we've S- we have son to my son to my son enrico Okay. Oh, Rin T. Moon, Son of the Moon. It's his mum's book that was written specifically for him, which is why there's only one copy, which is why Fatty Fatty Snow Elf has got it. Why does he want it burned? Well, we don't know about that, but To My Son, Enrico, is uh-huh. a perfect anagram of Snooty Murkoin. Yeah. Okay. And if he is the, and if he is the son of the moon... The mother is the moon. The mother is Rin Tibri Moon. Hmm. So the Barts, so Enrico Bart may well not be his true name. He may well be Enrico Moon. But I don't know how Smurf name uh, traditions go, so. <laughs> that's, uh, that's mindless bird-brained speculation on my part. Is Rin Tibri Moon possibly an anagram as well? Because Rin and Tibri are such weird choices. <laughs> Are we just going to stand in here inhaling <laughs> dust and working out letter puzzles? Because, I mean, uh, we can do that on the way home. Half an hour has passed. <laughs> yeah. We still had to find this book. Book, yeah. But I don't think we're going to. Yes, that's what I mean. We can work out uh, anagrams on the train. <laughs> First, we had to find the book. Yes. Now, we never found out if he had a place where extra special things were kept, did we? But No. No one's no one's really fessing up on that one, are they? Uh, I I know we haven't really quite you know settled on our moral center as a group here. Um, uh, I mean, we did have that arrow incident, which is regrettable. But <laughs> is there anything to be sure, said for sure. like maybe bringing a book with us that says Rin, Rin Terby, Tiberi Moon on it, burning it so that only the author's name is visible, and then being like, hey, just maybe as a backup if we don't figure out this puzzle. <laughs> grab 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 that copy of Jailbreak as we come back out, and we. <laughs> If not, we've got a nice first edition. Just avoid it's not a trap, because obviously it's a trap. <laughs> it's probably a trap. Oh, uh, don't pick up the trap one. That would that would be foolish. Get the jailbreak sounds good. Did the centaurs give us a time limit? Yeah, an hour. An hour. We've got half an hour left. You're currently standing in the library and Tornin or Silva, one of you, I guess Silva is holding the jailbreak copy. Pop that in the old uh, in the old pack. I'm gonna pull out the other books by Moon. All right, you hold the other books: the Pandemonium Prison Predicament and It's Not a Trap. Actually, I'm going to open all of them and see if the dust jackets correlate to the uh, the typed contents or the written contents inside. They do, and the contents are typed. These are first editions. Ooh. Printed books. Hmm. I'm going to look behind them, see if there's anything mm. on the shelf behind them. There's not. Nice. Oh. Nice idea. Yeah, just seeing if it was hidden or something, you know? Hmm. No, 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 no. Very wise, very wise. So we've got half an hour, and we've only found one secret place in here, which... Presumably, I mean, are we thinking that Rin Tibri Moon was held there for a time, or? Hmm. 
probably. Dunno, I feel like I'm I feel, I feel like I'm missing a key piece piece of information. Yes, as do I. To make you feel better, you have all of the pieces of information. That, okay. oh, that piece of paper again. Yes. Schoolmaster equals the classroom conversation equals voices rant on. This part doesn't matter. You figured it out. It's an anagram. Oh, right. That was just to tell us anagrams. Mm. Right. Right. In which case... Are there any other books in here that are an Rick. anagram? Here's, here's, here's something, okay? Um, mm-hmm. To my son Enrico, right? Uh, yep. And it's Enrico Bart. And the letters from Bart appear in Rin Tiberi Moon. When you remove them, you get R-I-N-E-E-R. But... I don't know if that spells anything. Or if... You guys hear a sound from further in the mansion. Uh-oh. Just to Just remind get, you, get there are other rooms. <laughs> oh. Let's go to a different room in right. this in, in this absolute um, labyrinth of a stately home. All right. So you're in the library. Well, there's a hidden room as well. Um, so there's mm-hmm. that. Picture bottom... Left and right and top, like picture cube. On the bottom mm-hmm. wall, there's a door that you know goes to the sitting in game room. On the right, there's a door that you're not sure where it goes. And on the top of the room, there's a door that you're not sure where it goes. Because you guys ended your tour early. <laughs> yeah, didn't we just? What if he took it in with him to the sitting room? I mean, we know that he, we, we kind of let slip that we know what, he, what we're looking for. So could he have taken the book? Let's have a look. Yeah, easily. Because he's not a reader, so he won't have it, presumably won't have it on his bedside table, but he might have have it somewhere else. There might be a display case or something. You're in the sitting room. You mm. look around and don't see any books. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's maybe look at the rooms we haven't, or maybe uh, I'm going to look for more secret yeah. doors, actually. Investigation check. Not one! There are no secret yeah. doors in this room. Yeah, Except see. for that time you tried to open your tail by mistake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's look in a different room because I I feel that even if he's moved it into a different room, he's it's going to be on display somehow. That's my general vibe of this guy. So, In the sitting room, there's the door that you came out of, which is on the top of picture square. It's on the top of the square. There's two doors mm-hmm. in the bottom of the square that you know lead to the greenhouse in the swimming pool. On the right wall is also a door that you do not know where it goes. Secret uh, mystery door, please, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Okay, they open the mystery door. They see a long (laughs) hallway stretching out before them. Every foot, there's a stair that rises three inches. You guys really should check out the Winchester Mansion. It's so fun. (laughs) She was a really okay. short lady, so she made the stairs her size. <laughs> she was like, "Wow." Eh. Anyway, I I would love to go, but I I'm six foot three. I imagine that would be just deeply uncomfortable. But anyway, <laughs> luckily, right, so however, um, uh, Silver is five foot six, so that's fine. Yeah, let's go. Okay, you're walking down the hallway, slightly ascending by three inches every foot. And there's a left turn, and you can see that the stair goes, like, up, so you can see that it's the hallway continuing, but in a complete U, you know, to confuse the ghosts. Mm. And then... Of course. After going around the U, it goes to the right for a really long way. Are you guys going that way? Sure. Okay. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. You find yourself going down in elevation, and then the hallway goes to the right. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is... <laughs> it goes to the right again. It goes to the right again, but that's a dead end that curves in upon itself. And then you can go to the left. These sure. are just words now. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's there's <clears throat> portholes in this wall, so you can see into the kitchen. Oh, and you keep walking, uh, you go to the left, you go to the right, you go to the left, you go straight for a long time, and you've now reached a T hallway. You can go to the left or to the right. There's no doors here, just arched walls. And you can see clearly to the right is the banquet hall, and to the left is the kitchen. Hmm. Well, we're going to be... I, I, I don't suspect that the kitchen is going to yield much. So let me tell for, you uh, all of your options. All of your options. So far, you've found a banquet hall, a kitchen, a greenhouse and a swimming pool, a sitting in a game room, a library and a hidden room. And there's one door in the library that you did not explore. The door in, the, in the top wall. Let's just backtrack. And go yes, that's probably an oversight. Let's do that. Your DM is generous. Yeah. And there are only 20 minutes Very. left in the game. <laughs> yeah, okay. but what a 20. Yeah. <laughs> so you're back in the library. You have only 20 minutes left before your hour is up, too. Let's put it in mm-hmm. real time. <laughs> so, sure. There is one door that you did not explore. It's wooden, and it's in the top. If Again, if this is square, it's in the top wall. What do you do? Okay. Well, would one, would one of you gentlemen please do the honors? You can... Uh... I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to listen first. Ah. Uh, listen at the door. Make sure there's no one behind it. Perception check. That's a 7 plus 5. 12, right? You don't hear anything. All right. Uh, I'll confidently open the door then. Okay. <laughs> are you doing that with what level of noise are you attempting? I'm going to do it quietly because that's my kind of, my baseline is stealth. Okay. Well then roll a stealth check. Okay. Ooh. And that is a 22. Whoa. That's stealthy. <laughs> so that's good because <laughs> when you open the door, you see... This bedroom has a tidily made king-sized bed and tucked into it a very fat, snoring snow elf. It has comfortable chairs in front of a fireplace and a little side bookshelf next to the bed and a large window overlooking the grounds. Okay, I I give the lads like a shush, like, Hmm. he's in there, keep it down. And then I'll pad over on my little cat paws and uh, investigate the, the bookshelf. One of the novels has a handwritten name on the spine. The book's name? Snooty Mercoin by Rin T. Berry Moon. Nice. I'm taking it. You lift the book with a stealth check again from the shelf? 13. What'd you, what? A 6 plus 7, 13. Oh! He starts a little bit in his sleep, but you remove <gasps> the book successfully from the shelf. Nerves. Jesus. <laughs> okay. All my all the the hair on Raincloud's back is 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 sticking up at the moment, <laughs> and his eyes are doing that big wide thing like he's hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Cat eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, very silently get out of here. Close the door. Okay, you do that. You are now standing right. back in the library, having retrieved Snooty Mercoin from the master bedroom. Okay. I'm going to try and resist the curiosity to like open it and read it and see what we missed anagram-wise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Immediately sit down cross-legged and read it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Silva sits down cross-legged and read it? 
No, no, no. I was no, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. I was uh, no. I was saying that's that's the urge you trying to it. resist. I nah. I wrote a description. <laughs> let, let, let's do it oh, outside. No. Let's do it outside. I'm really. It's getting red. Don't you worry. But uh, <laughs> yeah. not not at the scene of the crime. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, I I recommend that uh, Tornan and Raincloud shimmy up their uh, escape rope, and then when that is clear, I can fly up out of the window, and we can try and replace the pain. Athletics check from both of the climbers. Sorry, I just made it so that you two had to do an athletics check. I'm sorry. That's quite all right. 18. Eight. <laughs> okay. So, Torden, ah. you make it up the rope just fine. And there's a loud thump as a cat butt hits the ground. <laughs> sorry. I, no, you land on your feet, right? So there's a bit of a thump as the cat lands on his feet and then is able to scramble up the rope, hoping that behind him nobody has awoken you're all on the roof again okay. for the sake of um oh sorry carry on i'm carefully putting the panel of glass back in place as carefully as i can i ah, yes. so that yeah nice you guys are so sneaky i love it mm. there's no evidence that you were here except for maybe some blood in the library <laughs> <laughs> And a wound on a certain centaur. Yeah, but who doesn't have a library full of blood? It's all right. She can pop a cardigan on. No one will know. That's, that's right. my answer for everything. Yeah. So once my companions have alighted down there, uh, down the rope, I uh, untie the rope and uh, glide down, returning it to them. Mm-hmm. You guys are successfully through the sewers and outside of the walls of the mansion. Excellent. Uh, I high five my companions. Yeah, high fives all around. Congratulations. High fives all around. What uh, what time is it? Four o'clock in the morning. We gotta get right. back to our part of town fast. Of course, it's Monday morning, yes. Do we have mm, time yes. for a quick nap before we get back to the part of town where we're... Never mind. Let's Never mind. not. No, uh, I'm, I'm afraid not. So we, hey. uh, we hightail it to the train station, I, I imagine. Okay. It's five o'clock and you can take the first train. Okay. Excellent. So uh, we get ourselves uh, settled, and luckily no one's coming near us because uh, we've not been able to access a shower, and we've been in a sewer <laughs> in the last hour. That's true. So, um, yeah. So uh, we get so once we get uh, settled, um, Silver cracks open Snooty Murcoin, and everybody, we all start having a a look. All right. Everybody, subtract one gold for your your train fare oh, as yes. you're on your way back to Nikamui? Someone's going to have to cover me. I'm already at zero. All right. <laughs> he uh, does actually, have 60 uh, from this adventure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got 60, but uh, actually six of those are yours, so... I care not for material possessions, but thank you. <laughs> Just enough to buy your train tickets. <laughs> That's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's your 10%. It's... Uh, Oh, oh, I see. So we're uh, we're in business then. I take it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, for that, for that, we certainly were. Yes. Those. Uh, I wouldn't have got that sixty without you. So. Uh, yep. Ten percent. Raincloud licks his paw, <laughs> and extends it. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. Silver secretes into his uh, hand <laughs> and shakes back. <laughs> <Ew>. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, it's still it's still better than the sewers. It's still <laughs> better, better than that. Uh, okay, Ooh. you're all safely on the train. Tornin is a bit grossed out by the antics of... <laughs> this is how elves become judgmental. So you just got to keep an open mind. Don't become like the flower lady, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to describe the book to you. Snooty Murricoin. It's a very, very poorly written story about the history of a talking gold coin possessed by a merman. The coin's long life from being first smelted, passed through countless hands, poured into a wooden chest with other coins, loaded onto a ship, and sailed to foreign lands. The coin was captured by pirates and eventually sunk to the bottom of the sea. The sentences are choppy and only barely understandable. Are these all anagrams? Probably. <laughs> is, th- is that what's happening? Right, someone get a quill. No, um... <laughs> I pull a feather out of silver. <laughs> Just start scrolling. <laughs> You're lucky I've not slept. Um, <laughs> now, let me see, I suppose. What should we investigate? Um, possibly... Can Silver do a history check to see about... Whether any of this is possibly allegorical or anything like that? Yeah, do a history check. You can do any sort of checks you guys want. I suggest rolling a diversity of checks on this one. Uh, That's a 10 I've got, so... Okay, with a 10, you don't remember anything like this from history. Right. I'm going to do a perception check and just try to just kind of take in the book in general. Just see, is there anything weird about it? Raincloud is kind of, he's, he's interested by artifacts and stuff, and, you know, he feels like he's got a good eye for this stuff. Are any of you guys good at, like, religion or arcana or um, nature or anything that you nature? just I, let me? I am good at nature. Hmm. That's about it. Roll of nature. Oh, but I got a 23 on perception. 22, sorry. Oh. What are you trying to perceive? Um... If it is indeed a series of anagrams or just a badly written book. With a 22, <laughs> you're you're able to recognize some of these. Like, from the list that you saw earlier, you see the word funeral there, and you're like, I know what this is. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know anything. Uh, I'm going to give a religion check. Okay. For an eight, so. All right. You're a bard, right? So yeah. you're... What kind of... Skill would you check for bard knowledge? Um, I'm not 100% certain. Maybe do an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 14. Oh, 14's pretty good. Um, oh. Okay, so as a bard, you're familiar with the bard spell called Comprehend Languages. It says that ah. it would take you about one minute to read one page of text. And it's a divination... I'm holding the spell up to the camera. The podcast listeners can't hear this. It's a divination (laughs) ritual that bards can cast that, um, yeah. Well, in that case, uh, I shall shall do that. You understand any written language that you see. I don't know if this is one of your spells, but it's something a bard could potentially know. So you would know that you would Uh, know of it, if that makes sense. Oh, right. So you're not able to do it right now. No, I'm not actually. No, I can't do it. You're like, I've been trained in bard stuff, and I know that comprehend languages is a thing that exists. I've also got a a background in spying, so I recognize it as a cipher of some description. Right. So you're not sure what the real story is, but you know that it could be read. Hmm. 
I have thieves can't. Is that any use to me here? It's a language. Can't is a historical term used to describe a language, usually by a group of people that are ostracized from the main group, so they develop their own secret dialect. Mm-hmm. You're essentially a cockney. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a... <laughs> or like Polari. Is there anything about apples and pears in here? Yeah. Exactly. So uh, you... Well, tell you what, you have a butcher's at this and see whether you can work it out. So none of you can read it, but you're all aware that it's a story that is cleverly disguised as another story. Okay. Question. Do you all destroy the book right now on this train? <sighs> oh, heavens to Betsy, no. Is my no. Is, is Silver's vote. Let's take the other book that we, uh, that we, our decoy book, let's carefully destroy that to the point where it looks like this book. I have a better idea. Yes. Oh. I tear the cover off the book. Which one? Off of Snooty Murcoin. Okay, the cover is removed. It's ripped right off the book. All we need is the cover to show that we destroyed it. You're correct. Uh, Silver makes a... Silver pulls out another one of his feathers and writes down all of the text that is on any of the covers on uh, another piece of paper so (laughs) that they have the full... The full range of information that's available to them. I love it. Silva has preserved any hidden messages. We need to mm-hmm. burn this cover a bit so make it look like the contents were burned, but the cover was preserved. Shouldn't be difficult. Anyone with a box of matches could achieve that. If you guys have a basic exploration kit of some kind, I'm going to say that you've got the ability to light a match. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do it when we're off the train, otherwise we'll... <laughs> probably get fined so uh yeah yeah agreed i have a i have an explorer's kit so i can easily do it we're gonna keep the actual contents of the book Mm. and the information from the cover yep oh and did i mention that it's a handwritten book there's only one copy of snooty mercoin by the way yep um okay so you are off the train you have snooty Mm -hmm. mercoin you have the pandemonium prison predicament jailbreak and it's not a trap you are standing in Nikamui as the sun is about to rise. It's just before sunrise. 6 a.m. maybe. I set part of the uh, cover on fire from Snooty Murcoin. And I had, mm-hmm. we, I guess we head for the uh, Boar's Head Inn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holding our smoldering remains and trying to disguise the fact that we also have loads of other books <laughs> written by written by who we assume is this person's parent you arrive at the boar's head inn and make your way past the receptionist who nods you don't have to bribe her this time to the second (laughs) floor and the third door on the left i knock on the door uh yeah enrico bart the son of the moon opens the door at first you see nothing because you're looking at eye level and then you look down and there's a smurf (laughs) we have brought you Proof of the destroyed book. You have? Let's see it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for cutting it so fine. I hand him the cover of the book. Okay, he accepts the burned cover from the book from you and says, Snooty Mercoin, I knew it existed. And he accepts the burned cover from you. Can I, can I ask you a question, Mr. Bart? Do you need to know... <laughs> I don't need to know, but I'm by nature a curious cat. It, some say it will one day be my undoing. But I, I have to know, wh- wh- why did you want this book destroyed? 
You wouldn't understand. Try me! <laughs> uh, Dude, so he loves being tried. Here's the part where, as the DM, I'm going to say that you have the ability to coax him into talking to you, but it's not going to be just asking. Okay, could I roll a persuasion check? Well, there's a bit of an information exchange here. You know something that would get him to talk. We know this was written oh. by... by we know what the book, the the cover of the book means to my son Enrico. Whoa, that blows his mind. Okay, <laughs> what do you mean? It's an anagram. Snooty Murcoin. It's it's a simple wordplay. So simple. We got it in seconds. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I immediately thought, "Wow, <laughs> if that guy is called Enrico, which we've just confirmed you are, then." Definitely by a parent. I'm just going to front that one out for a bit. <laughs> he starts crying and he sits down in the chair. He just, his shoulders are shaking as he, as he bawls and he's like, he named it for me? This Rin Tibri Moon, prolific author, who is he to you? My dad, Rainier Moon Bart. Rainier. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I spelled Rainier. something wrong. R-E-Y-N-I-E-R-M-U-N-B-A-R-T. Okay. Yeah, he so. was a really famous author until he left us one day. He left my mom and me, and he went to write his masterpiece. And I hated him ever since. He's left my mom and me all alone for these past ten years. So wait, was this book supposed to be his masterpiece? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not 100% sure that this is going to be entirely good news, Enrico, because we found the place where we suspect he wrote this book. Oh yeah, living in luxury like he always wanted? He couldn't stand <laughs> to stay with us because we were too poor? He seems so offended. He lived in little more than a cell. A, a cell? But... He was in a mansion. He was in a mansion with a cell in it. More like a prison. It was. Enrico looks at horror at the book in front of him, and he says, why would he do that? I imagine, if our knowledge of uh, Martin is anything to go by, that he was offered a very, very nice deal and received short shrift, to say the least. I fear your father and your mother and you, as an extension, were victims of a greedy, fat fool. Oh no, I'd always heard that Martin Cascioline made terrible deals with his employees. But I figured that my dad was living it up in luxury without us. I, You're saying that he was a prisoner? And he, he might have been writing this book against his will? I think the book he was writing, he wanted to write. But uh, the conditions under which he was writing them were definitely not his ideal. Well, what's a snooty murder coin? What is that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, but if you rearrange the letters, to my son, Enrico. Oh my god, and I destroyed it. No! <laughs> Actually... Well, here's the bit where uh, we potentially have a bit of good news for you. You see, we, uh, it took quite a long time for us to work out exactly what was going on, and, uh, I've got to say, secrecy to us is, uh, bread and butter, so 
We couldn't help but uh, take a look at the book and felt it would be foolish to destroy it, so uh, Silver produces the uh, coverless manuscript and uh, places it in front of him. And it is a level one spell, Comprehend Languages. Ah. Enrico knows it. He does some magic on the book, and with a blue, sprinkly, glittery, magical sparkles, the letters magically rearrange. It's like when you um, tilt a dial and it's got a left and a right setting. So they've got an anagram (laughs) setting, and then they've got a common (laughs) setting. And they rearrange themselves into a touching story written by a dying man for his son, written by an author who loved his family very much. He loved them enough to toil for four years in a dark, hidden room to write a heart-moving adventure novel for his son, who he would never see grow up, because the lord of his land had commanded him to write only for him. Because the rarest books are the most precious, said Martin Casculini. Your books are rarer if I'm the only owner. You will write for me until you die. Work for me exclusively, or I'll blacklist your family. I'll ban, this book tells you, he said. I'll ban your books from all the bookstores in my territory. I'll make it so no one will hire any of you. Unable to get jobs, your family and you will starve to death in the cold, cold winter. Or you can work only for me, and write only for me, and all be very comfortable. It's not your choice. You will do it, Casciolini had said, and this book tells you. And so, out of a love for his son... Rainier Moon Bart, or as he was known by his pen name, Rin Tiberi Moon, wrote in that room for years. He wrote an amazing anagram story, getting weaker each day, not seeing daylight again. Finally, in a fit of coughing, he was no more. The book was all that was left of him. Perhaps Martin Casciolini was right. Maybe the spirit of Rin Tiberi Moon did still watch over that novel, his rarest possession. We, the audience, watch... As the camera pans out on his son reading his adventure novel for the first time, and maybe we can imagine that the spirit of Rin Tiberi Moon watches that as well. Yay! Thank you all for playing! <laughs> Yay! We did Thank it! Thank you! Yeah! We made a Smurf boy happy. <laughs> and you all got one third of 100 gold. All right. <laughs> Joining us this time were. So, 33 with one left over. <laughs> Torn in. Goodbye. Good game. Raincloud. Fare thee well. And Silva. Until the next time. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you to the show Fairy Tale for providing inspiration for the plot for this episode. This is based on the third episode of the show Fairy Tale. Watch it, it's a good show. Bye bye. Hey everybody, check out our show, The Dead Pixels of the Internet, it's with me, Joe, and Lorne, where we talk about a many variety of things on our show. You like anime? No? Okay, that's fine, you don't have to like it. You like video games, huh? Not that either? It's okay. We talk about movies, we talk about nostalgia, we talk about living in Chicago, we talk about funny memes, what we like on that day, what we don't like, and also, you might learn a thing or two. We don't especially. But yeah, check us out at the Dead Pixels of the Internet. Hey there, this is Steven with Level 1 Sword, the podcast where I give you my brutally honest opinions on all things gaming. Every two weeks, we go through the latest gaming news, whether it's related to Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, 
or even those quirky aftermarket console clone makers in a clean, family-friendly show. I've been gaming for decades and have seen just about everything, but the video game industry still manages to surprise even a veteran like me. Check out Level 1 Sword wherever you listen to podcasts. Go back to a time where life was simpler, where you could leave your doors unlocked. A time of block parties, bobby socks, and soda jerks. A time to gather around the radio and listen to your favorite sitcom before there was television. So come back with me in an old-time radio comedy time machine.